This is Great Muta. And you are listening, listening, listening to the Tom Box, Low Box with Phil Leia and that pain in the Ascopion Light in M Radio. Broadcasting live, live from Shaolin, Staten Island, New York City. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass, Choppy. On Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. That is stunning Steve Austin, WTWP. That's the Hollywood Blonde, yeah. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 403 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We're live on the Rant, Rant EM Radio, Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media. I am Phil. That is Jay. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Hello, listening on Rant EM. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, I fucked up this. I mean, I just. This this computer is just not my friend, man. Not my friend. What's up, Richie? Anybody seen Richie? We haven't played Jay's music in a while. Let's play Jay's music for a second here. Let's play it for a little while. Dan. How do we top stun in Steve Ball? There it is. We can't. That's how you top it. With the one Billy Gun. Yeah. Suck it, Choppy. He said suck it, Choppy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping when you sent me <laughs> when you sent me that the other night, I laughed in the Dummy. Morning. Yeah. Oh, that's and my new I, favorite I, thing. Then, yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. Yeah. Oh, sweet sweet cream on an ice thing. cream sandwich. What is everybody doing? Oh, oh I'm, boy. I'm coming in all hopped up. Yeah, you came in. <laughs> Jay sent me a text. I was in Jersey shopping. He's like, yo, if you don't need a ride to where we got to go tonight, I'm bringing the bike. I'm like, man, have at it. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it was a nice, yeah, it's a nice day out today for the motorcycle. So. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all hopped up on adrenaline right now. Jay's on the fucking, on the gimmick. On the adre- is this your first time it was out or? No, this is, uh, I mean, this is probably my third or fourth since bringing it out of hiding, out of uh, hibernation. Uh, I've been meaning to wash it, been meaning to change the oil. I haven't done any of that, but I have been riding it, so <laughs> the most important stuff has been has been has been done. 
Got to ride it. So hopefully, hopefully I'll, be, I'll be doing that soon. So how have you been? I haven't seen you. Very good, man. Very, very good. I uh, Probably better than I deserve sometimes. But uh, honestly, everything's good. Uh, we're planning vacations. And we are going one way or the other. We're either going to Niagara Falls or we're going as far south as Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Wait, so you're, pl- you're planning a vacation? Yeah, for uh, we're, we're shooting around August. We'll be back in time for Friday. Oh, I don't <laughs> care about that. I just didn't. No, uh, we 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 we're shooting for August, and uh, you know, with with the past year and everything, um, you know, it, it's me, me and the Queen are thinking that it's uh, something that we need to do, especially with the kids and what have you. So we. I'd love to go to Niagara Falls. I know I know Tabor would love to go as well. Um, Niagara Falls is fun. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's probably not as fun for if you were nine and definitely not as fun if you were five. It probably lasts about thirty nah, minutes. Yeah, I mean the made of the mist they'll like. They'll, oh, yeah. they'll like the made of the mist. If you take them on the Canada side, there's like they got the Hershey chocolate kiss store and all You know, it, it was funny. We we were first looking at uh prices and I had a I had to say to us, like, is this the Canada side? And then all of a sudden we looked and we we're like, oh, thank God we looked because kids ain't got no passports. Actually, the Queen's checking in. I just want one day to be tipsy. <laughs> Taba, I was wrecked <sighs> last. I was wrecked last night. So tr- there you go. Everybody, everybody knows since I had I had bariatric surgery back in two thousand eight, I lost one hundred fifty pounds, right? And since then, I can't do more than like a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. I'm like a cheap date. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, so yesterday I got a ferry, I got a ride to the ferry and I had a tremendous week at work. When I mean tremendous, I mean, it was fucking awful. Yeah. Right. Just busy, you know? So what I did was I got, I went to the, I went to the gimmick and I got like the terminal and I got like these, these big Mike's lemonades, like the fucking 24 ounce cans. (laughs) So I pound one and now I'm on the way home and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I came home and I, I, oh, I went, I went out afterwards, but I, um, and I did some stuff. But I was like, yo, I said, I was, I can't, I'm not, I'm not that dude anymore. Yeah. I used to walk into a keg party and they're like, oh, save that keg for Phil. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. drink a third of that, you know. And I'm not that, I'm not that dude anymore, you know. Yeah. So I'm like a cheap date. So I just needed, I just needed like just, just to, to, f- to feel numb, and I, and I don't yeah. do drugs. So I had this, I had these, these, uh, these gimmicks yesterday, these hard lemonades. It was like f- black cherry and some other shit, and I was like, "Yeah." You know what you got? You know what you got to try is uh, the you can get them at liquor stores, and I'm sure uh, Stephanie, if she if she likes uh, yeah yeah, if oh, she no, likes her seltzers. I she she likes a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. I was about to say high noon, high noon, Pete Fornatale, high noon, yeah yeah, they yeah. Uh, I tell you, they they would be stone cold approved. I mean, I know that's not stone cold, but it's that's. Stone Cold Eli Young. We're going to talk a little uh, Stone Cold tonight. Yes. Um, you can come by any time. Cheap dates are welcome. Nice. <laughs> the Queen has invited the Impact player to the to, to the castle. Yep, that's it. We got the barbecue up and running. Yeah, I barbecued on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. I barbecued some chicken, some um, prime rib hamburgers. Oh, there it is. Yeah, man. I was, and we went to the Salomea. We got some uh, some salads. Yep. You know, went to Top Tomato, got the gimmicks. There you go. Got all the gimmicks. And uh I I like that, man. I'm not I'm not the grill master like Sweeney though. Sweeney's a grill Sweeney's uh. got this apparatus. He bought one for Fallon too last year. It's this they make this beer can chicken, right? 
He gets the chicken. You missed it because you left because they had it for my birthday. But you, you, you oh, we left. You yeah. and Tabes already left. Yeah. They take a they take a chicken, right? They stick a beer can up its ass uh-huh. with a little bit of beer in it, and they put it on this spigot looking thing, right? And they put it on a grill and they fucking cook it for hours, and it is the coolest thing ever, and it tastes delightful. Yeah. Sweeney goes and buys Fallon one, but now it's a double one. Yeah. yeah so now they got they got. They got two chickens with the with the cans in their ass, and it's on the grill. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they put the gimmicks on it. What's up, Baron? Oh, Choppy's listening. What's up, Choppy? Talked to Choppy yesterday. He'll be back soon, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, shit, man. That's good stuff, man. I was, I'm, but yeah, I'm not the grill master. I just I learned some techniques from Will. I'm one of those dudes. I have to time my shit. Yeah, I, I have do, to time my meat. I, I do. Uh, so it's funny enough. Uh, when I used to work in Manhattan, we used to go to the meat market all the time. And uh, a buddy of mine was working in Manhattan today. So he uh, it's literally where I was right before I got here. I had to pay him. He had the meats. And uh, I, I picked it up early. I didn't have the cash, so I stopped by. Uh, picked up a nice pack of they have thick uh, hamburgers. Like, you know, same thing. Like I don't think they're prime rib burgers, but they're, they're really good. And uh, nice, nice big thing of skirt steak. Meat has gone up in price, man. Holy shit! I got the primary burgers at Walmart, believe it or not. Okay. So, all right. So before we get into anything, I gotta thank Richie. Yeah, that thing is fun. Richie got sweet. me my baby. Richie got my Veda. Look at that. Oh, yeah. What's up, Uptown Georgie? So Richie got me that. He sent me Pac the Bucks, and he sent me a loose Roman Reigns and a loose uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> so. I was like, "Yo, man, I am not paying two hundred dollars for fucking Vader. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not doing it, Jay. No, I don't blame you. I'm not doing it. So, uh, yeah, thank you to my cousin Richie for doing that. So, yeah, I think I noticed it right away. As soon as I walked in, I was like, "Look at that, yeah, sweet little I, thing. yeah, exactly. Hold on, yeah. Let me just fix the volume on this because I don't want to fucking sound like a retard. Yeah, okay, it sounds better. Yeah, all right." Yeah. I got two myself. Yeah, I want another one so I can. Uh, I want to open it and play it, <laughs> play with it. That's <laughs> what I want to do. Cause I have like a couple loose guys sitting around. I want to fucking power bomb Seth Rollins with a couple of my coasters over there. <laughs> That's what I really want to do. Buckle bomb him. Yeah, buckle bomb that. So, um, yeah, I got that. I got Pac, the Bucks, and in, in a in a box next to Jay. Yeah. Um, and that's I'm really excited about those. And I want that Bam Bam Bigelow when it comes out, that Big John stuff. And I told my cousin, I'm like, I'm only going to collect ones that I that I want. I'm not going to get into all these sets. Because Veda comes in a set. Like, this is like Series 10, apparently. Uh-huh. And it's got Beefcake, Veda, a, a, vari- a variation of John Cena and Diamond Dallas Page with the short hair. Hey, okay. You know, but if you're into that shit, that's fine. But, I, I mean, these guys online, they're fucking like, oh, I want, I'll trade you this, I'll do this. And these guys are like insane. What I want to do next is I want to get um, I want to get I want to get some AWA figs. Yeah, yeah. You gotta we that like uh. I might splurge and get that get that that Road Warrior set I was telling you about. I know we were saying that we might be doing uh some AWA. Well, we found a bunch of AWA. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The the cock added some more pay per views to the to the gimmick. Oh, finally. So we, they, if you want to do Insurrection anytime soon from two thousand and one. I know, I know Choppy wants... Maybe we should that for Choppy when he gets back. Yeah, maybe that'll be... Because that's one of the ones he wanted to do. Maybe that was like the one from England, wasn't it? Yes. 2001? 2001, yeah, I believe Yes, so that, that's on the cock. If you guys want to get, you know... But they added some stuff to the cock. I was uh, I pulled up the pay-per-view gimmicks today because I was watching... Um, what the hell was I watching today? 
They they added the big event. I love that. Okay. That's from Toronto. Okay. That's what Hogan and Ondorf. Yes. It's a really good. That's a good match. That's the rematch from when Hogan when Ondorf turned on him. <laughs> that was uh, eighty six, I believe it was one of the best heel turns ever. We uh, I I I I'll be honest. I have not turned on the cock since WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm lying. I turned it on one Sunday morning. I was uh, I was, I, was, I think I was folding clothes. It was Otto's early. checking. What's up, Otto? Otto and I was I was uh having coffee. And I watched uh, Stone Cold Sessions with uh, Jericho, and then I watched some of Randy Orton as well. Yeah, I that watched was the, the last thing. That I was watched. The, uh, that, that's the that we'll get into Stone Cold in a second. I was watching WrestleMania six today. My cousin says, "Yeah, hey, there it is." We, t- we covered that a little while ago. Well, it's funny. I mean, we'll we'll be talking about it with uh, the throwback. It'll be uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention WrestleMania six in in my uh, in my notes about uh, the throwback. But uh, yes, that's that's definitely a good call. Uh, but uh, otherwise, a pretty a pretty eventful week in in wrestling. Yeah, pretty eventful, if you call it that. Yeah, I I, I mean, I mean Monday Monday Night Raw or Monday Night. I didn't Raw, watch Raw. Nah, it, it's you, it's it's starting to get. They got to change something up. It's got to change from within. Um, I know the big news coming out of SmackDown last week. We were we were we were you know filming live when when it was going on is Daniel Bryan lost and apparently his his contract has expired uh, that's everything I've read yeah and they're pushing hard to sign him apparently and you know they were they were hoping that he would show up on Raw or NXT I mean I'm not mad at an NXT run for Daniel Bryan I think there's a lot of a lot of great matches down there for him uh, but who knows if that's what he wants? I know they're saying that he wants uh, to be s- a super independent contractor. He wants to still be able to do outside stuff, but be part of the E. I mean, if anybody can pull that off, it probably could be a Daniel Bryan, right? right? Do you think? I'm conflicted, and I'll tell you why. Daniel Bryan, I think, is still young enough where he could. He's still marketable. Very. If that makes yes. any sense to you, right? Yeah. So my whole thing is NXT, fine. He's not going there to win, though. No. Nah. He'll be going there to put guys over. Yeah. Uh, he'll put on classic matches. I'd love to see him against Gargano or Ciampa or Finn Balor. or yes. I mean, just dream matches all over the place. You know, uh, Cross, I mean, we'd give him probably a good match. Um the fucking Mexican would give him a good match. Yeah. Kushida would give him a, an amazing match. Yeah. Right? So, uh, Triple H at the door is open. Yeah, I know. But, see, here's the thing, too. It's like, if Daniel Bryan is financially um, well off, this is just personal opinion. And I'm sure he is. Okay. If he is, and I and we think he is, I'd go back to where it began. Give one of these other companies, give Ring of Honor that put, he can basically, if him going to Ring of Honor puts the name back, him, Joe, the, all the old conjures, they, they would make a name for that, for that, like I said, they got young guys over there too. Yes. They got, you know, they got the Hot Sauce Williamses of the world and, and Tony Deppin who just won the fucking mm-hmm. TV title. You got Shane Taylor there, you got, you got Mike Bennett back, you got Mike, Matt Taven, you got Vinnie Marsiglia there. You got the pure title with Jay, um, what's his name, Gresham and Jay Gresham. Lethal, and yep. and um, the Flip Gordon's over there. You got a lot of guys over there, right? 
I think he should do. I think he should go somewhere else. I think they've. I think I don't. I don't want to say he won out as welcome. I want to say that he actually went and got like he made. He, he. What else can you possibly do with him now at this point, except for NXT? Can you think of anything on a both like right now? What you know now about the two brands? Can you think of anything else that he can do that would be monumental or even past mid card at this point? At this point, no. Yeah. Uh, I I think you had something with Edge, you know, w- coming out of the WrestleMania main event. You had something there with Edge, and that and that would be above mid card. I I I think. Um, other than that, no. You got uh, other than NXT. There is nothing there in as a fan. That I want to see. Uh, he, if if this is his go round, and I don't think it's uh, it's definitely not forever. If he if he decides to go or whatever he decides to do, but think of it this way, and and it and it dawned on me. Think of what he did on his way out. Not only did he main event WrestleMania on his way out, which is uh, what a way to go, but he also in 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 doing that. As he was coming up to main event WrestleMania, he got Cesaro. He elevated Cesaro. Now, granted, everybody, every fan knows Cesaro more than deserves to where he where he's at right now. He he should he should have been there arguably years ago. Agreed, but Cesaro, uh, but Daniel Bryan himself made it a point to get Cesaro where he's at now. So to me. I think if if you try to look at it as objectively as you can, like if if this is his final go around, like he did something, that's him doing it as well. Like uh, short of going to NXT and putting guys over, he got Daniel Bryan, he got Cesaro over, at least to a level of that is interesting. And I don't think he's gonna take the belt from Reigns, but. It's a nu- it's a great it's a great chance for a babyface to really shine yeah. co- going into SummerSlam. All right. So, yeah, I'd like to see him go to Ring of Honor. Uh, Georgie's saying go to NWA and challenge all this. I mean, if, if Billy Corgan can afford him, that'd be a great match too. You know? Well, like you said, I mean, I and and you're right. Like you know the the finances of it all. Um, you know, before before COVID. Think of think of it how all these wrestlers from PWG to Beyond to uh, Game Changer to uh, what's what's the one in in Ohio AWE I think it is um, you know all these places MCW Maryland Championship now SWF out of Texas is is, is making a lot of noise the independents are clearly thriving. You know, so now coming out of the pandemic, we we got to see where things land. I'm sure it'll pick up. Maybe it'll take some time. It'll pick up where it was, but there's chance. There, there's opportunities for guys to make money. Um, obviously not WWE money, but y- you know it's uh it it's I, I'm assuming it's a it's a it's a passion that. To go out and kind of do what you want, I think that's what AEW. I I think that's what's kind of good about AEW is that the the and it, it's probably good and bad, is that the performers themselves, the wrestlers themselves, have a lot of say in what they do. 
Now you can make the argument that maybe they have too much say. And some of that is evident. But um, but I, I would love to say Daniel Bryan is somebody that wants... Um, I don't want to say creative control. I don't think that's the right word. But he wants to do something that he wants to do. He wants to feel passionate about it. And 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 like, you know, there there was that, those reports that he was feeling empty about main event in WrestleMania. And you know, you can not that it didn't really transpire through the screen, but you can see what he's trying to talk about. Like he the, the product doesn't seem happening to him. So he doesn't he's he's not giving it his all. He's phone I don't know if he's phoning it in, but he doesn't want to phone it in. Right. So him going to an ROH, him going to Mexico, him going to Japan. These guys don't have to lock in to contracts. That's what I think we're going to see a trend. I think we're going to think we're going to see a trend of guys bouncing, guys and girls bouncing around from different company to company and almost um, what's old is new again. Bring back the territory system. I yeah. think it's I think we're going we're in the we're in the beginning of seeing that. Uh, say hello to Shaylin. <laughs> Fuck you! Um, <laughs> our man Philly Dennett, our brother Philly Dennett, checking in from uh, the UK. He says, honestly, I see him staying in WWE because of the money. But, yeah. but he agrees with me. You know, a great minds think alike. ROH would just make the company if he. Le- it would just make the company if he leaves. I just see him doing a bit, bit here, a bit there. Yeah. You know, uh, Aaron says GCW is the best independent wrestling show now. The blood sports are great. Uh, D. Bryan Bloodsport would be something. F- that would be something. Him against Dickinson or Barnett or uh, what's his Moxley, name? Moxley. Even Moxley. Uh, Jonah Moxley. Jonah Moxley. Um, yeah. I just want to see him. I don't want to see him in like, if they keep him in the E, they'll pay him. They'll pay him all right. You know, they'll pay him. You know, they're, they're probably, they're pushing to pay him from what I write. I don't know if the third sheet is true. Um, but they're paying, they're gonna, if they pay him like, you know, they they want to. He'll he won't be anything significant anymore. You know, there's too much going on. Yeah, you know? and and listen, I, I I mean, that's and that's our argument about AEW is that your your talent pool is so so vast that guys, it's 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 hard to it's hard to stand out. You know, we're in a trend now, like you said, where the Cesaro is standing out. You know, and. I love what Apollo Crews is doing right now. I think what he's doing is completely different. And 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 do you see a trend where this SmackDown all of a sudden is is the show? And you know, on Raw, you know, you got and it's and it's unfortunately coming at the behest of of Bobby Lashley. That I love what's going on there. You know, they're doing a, they're doing a three way for WrestleMania's backlash. You know, they gotta they gotta throw WrestleMania in there. Um, you know the three-way with 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 Lashley, McIntyre, Strowman. I don't know, man. Like you, you're coming out of WrestleMania, and I understand that you know you had it was a great match. I thought Lashley against McIntyre to to crowbar Strowman in there. It's just too much, you know. There's too much seasoning to the food right now, and I you can't taste the you can't taste the meat for what it is. So hopefully. You know, as we get closer to maybe they'll start. Maybe we need a nice little palate cleanse. We're well, not getting it now with with WWE. So you could just you know let's not waste any more valuable podcasting time on, on <laughs> trying to trying to defend that nonsense. What's up, Jason Grooms? Big Meat checking in. 
I say meat around a chicken's ass is foul. F O W L. Exactly. 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 Jay had a birthday this past week. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um and uh you know, listen, I just, you know, I don't care more wrestling the better. Yes. I'm excited because my my the, that I bought that Fubo TV pack, that cable that uh streaming cable cuz I don't have regular cable anymore. And Fubo added Vice, and Vice has MLW now, and I and I'll we'll get into the guys. We'll get into the documentaries in a second. I just want to yeah. And the only thing I don't have on that is AEW because I don't they don't have any of the TBS TNT Turner gimmicks, but I have USA. I have well, I have everything else. You know, I even got ROH now because they have the Stadium Channel on there, and I and uh, BN BIEN. It's it's just so much. Sorry, um. All right, where do you want to go first? Because I've seen, I'm, I'm caught up with the documentaries. Okay, I'm caught up with the. I saw Dark Side of the Ring this morning, last night, and this morning. I didn't see the second hour of Dark Side. I've okay. seen the first hour. I'm caught up with the. I'm caught up with the documentaries. Um, you want to get into that? You want to get the blood and guts? Let's get into blood and guts. All I right. got, I got, I got a few things. Um, good and bad. A lot I, more good than bad. I was. I was talking to uh, Tomas, my old buddy Tomas. He he messaged me. He's like, "What'd you think?" And I said, "Dude, I says, I was. You guys all know I'm a cage match whore. I I that's my favorite gimmick of all time. Um, this this called for a cage match because of the um the feud. I thought it was perfect. Right? It was awful. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was definitely fucking terrible." I don't know, and you you'd think there was so many talented guys in this in this match. I mean, talented guys, and I'll even throw a fucking Wardlow and and uh, the other doofball. Give them the swagger and stack flagger, Hager, swagger, Hager, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I'll throw those guys a bone because uh, you know they're not that. He's not that good. Wardlow's better. Everybody else in in that match can play though, you know. So I'm thinking, and you had Tully at ringside, and you had Jericho and MJF, and you had this feud, the pinnacle, the inner circle. I would, and they came out with the prison guards with the prison suits, and I was like, all right, I'm invested. But the match was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. The match was awful. The finish was even worse. Okay, and you know the. Does this put MJF in a, in a in a higher regard in terms of heels? Yeah, probably. It did nothing else but expose. What bothered me the most about it? Too much fake blood. No one's really juicing at this point, right? Too much fake. No, no one was juiced at that point. No, no. Sammy Guevara got beat the fuck up though. Yeah, that kid took a beating. You got... don't think they? Were, you don't think they were really doing it? Nah, I disagree. Nah, wholeheartedly. Nah. Especially what's his face from uh, from FTR. It, it was just too soon, too much, and it was like it didn't coincide with what was going on. The wor- and then he, then MJF does the, the the heel thing and pushes Jericho off the cage, right? <laughs> to fall into what was supposed to be diamond plated fucking flooring. <laughs> it was rubber. It was fucking cardboard. It was cardboard. It rubber. was so bad. Now. And here's what's even more messed up about that. Jericho's laughing. If you look at the camera on him, 
and everybody's coming around him, and they're concerned, and MJF is bleeding on the top of the cage, and he's like, and he that that was a good shot of him, yeah, of him like just it looking was. down. That was great, great storytelling, right? But you put the camera back on Jericho, right? And everybody's around him, they're calling for help. This motherfucker's laughing. Like, he's smiling. If I just fell 20 feet through a fuck and then fell to the floor, that's supposed to be hard, a diamond-plated fucking flooring, but even cardboard, if I fell that far, yeah. I'm not smiling about it. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I saw the chair shots. Uh, listen, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. But you're doing, you're, you're advertising this as blood and guts. It's supposed to be a war, war the war game, if you will, right? It's supposed to be a war games type ish shit, right? It was terrible. And you know, you would think that with all the resources they have, with all the the, the the room that they have, they have their own arena, they have their own gimmick. It's like it's like no one's using it but them. You have all this time to prepare. You're not I mean it, it it's just it was poorly done, man. It was poorly done and it ruined me. I didn't like the Cody Rhodes match because again, why does Cody? Why does Cody have to win every fucking match, and then get jumped by somebody else, or get threatened? By, I mean, it, it, this is listen. Mm-hmm. I I'm not I'm not I I like Cody. I think he's a fine wrestler. Okay, he's not who I who I think everybody thinks he is. He's almost as overrated as what's his name, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, as as fucking Moxley, but this if they're gonna put. You're gonna put the, the he's like, oh my god, he's like he's like a martyr. It's like and he's got Anderson with the fucking with the like a coach. Yeah. Why is on Anderson uh uh a, a great value John Tolos all of a sudden? Why and why is it that he like I said, he wins every match and then he gets jumped again? Like so he could beat that guy. There's, he ain't putting anybody else over at this point. You know? Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. I I like what he's doing with, with that with the, with Nakazawa. That was pretty funny. I love that. Yeah. Right, that was yeah. fun. Uh, but they got to do something with Impact, and they got to do something with him and these titles. He's got too many titles. He got challenged by uh, Andrade in Mexico, so that's interesting. That's gonna that's gonna be kind of see to see what's gonna happen now. Yeah, my cousin said if they had a Wish app, had a sale on diamond plating. <laughs> Wish app, great value, great value diamond plating. But like, I just. There's too many inconsistent stories that they have, and it's like I don't care. And yeah. and and Darby Allen, I don't like him. And I I hate that Scorpio Sky's got to hang out with fucking Ethan Page, but they beat him up too. They threw him down the stairs. He and, and they and they get mad, but he jumped them. Darby jumped them. He had it coming. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna take a if you're gonna jump somebody from a second story, you can jump two guys. Mind jump you. two guys. And then he catch a beating, and the announcer's like, that's messed up. What do you mean it's messed up? You f- was, I guess senility's hitting JR pretty much, you know? <laughs> or he's just too too over the top with, with, with pushing the fucking face wrestlers. But, like, it's too inconsistent. I just, I, they, then, uh, they had the pay-per-view coming up soon. Um, yeah, f- double or nothing. Now, did they, don't, did, they, did they announce Kenny Omega's uh, opponent? Yeah, it's going to be, it, there's a one-on-one match for next week. It's going to be Pac versus... Orange Cassidy, and then during Shivani was interviewing Omega, who listen, I'm starting, I'm really starting to like Omega, heel Omega. It's a little over the top, a little cartoony, 
but he does pull it off pretty well. He uh, it so Orange Cassidy came out and it was it went on too long. It was almost cringe cringe cringy to watch, but um, they're really selling Orange Cassidy to win this match. So I I, I it seems like they're pushing for that. I don't know if they're just testing the waters. I personally want to see Pac versus Omega, but. You know, I know Pac, there's no shot of Pac winning right now because I think Omega's just fucking killing it on every end. And here's my question to you, though. Where did these two guys come from? Like, all of a sudden, they're the contenders? Well, Pac, well, Pac has the most... They have the best record of, of... Singles records. Singles records. So... But it's like they never wrestle singles. It's seen, they never well, wrestle. A, a, That's the thing. A.W. Doc. <laughs> I don't God. watch Doc. Neither when, do I. Jay, when was the last time you saw Orange Cassie wrestle singles? Orange, uh, Jericho. In, in in the fucking in the orange juice match, uh, right? Uh, no, two. It was. I could be wrong, but that's the last time I remember. Two weeks ago. Two oh, weeks ago, okay. Three weeks ago, okay, but, okay. But same thing. He wrestles on dock every every week. So apparently they have the the they have the best record. Which okay, good. Like you you're you're sticking. You made you made a decree. <coughs> excuse me. You're sticking to it. I like that. Um. But it does seem a little forced. Um, it intrigues me a little bit. Omega versus Orange Cassidy. I think it's good because you're going to have, you know, quintessential heel versus babyface. Um, there's no shot Orange Cassidy is going to win. Um, I think you can entertain it. I think you can you can tease it. But right now, the belt collector, Kenny Omega, is fucking on Fire. What's up, Gordon? Gordon says Penta. That Penta match with Omega at All In. Oh, was, in when I was in Chicago, I'll 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 take that to the grave with me. That was one of the best matches yep. I've ever seen live. Yeah, and I've been going to live matches since 1985. Okay, and yeah. and especially, I, I the, <clears throat> excuse me, the match itself was great, but even the surprise at the end with with Jericho underneath the 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 face paint. That was awesome too. Him coming out, sneaking in like that. That's amazing stuff. Um, but I want to double back to what you were saying about blood and guts. I didn't hate it as much as you did. Um, it started off fantastic. It started off fucking great, and then after every break, it com- it it constantly it it didn't build back up enough steam to me. The breaks really killed it. It really took the... I mean, granted, they had pitcher and pitcher, but it really took the steam out of the match for me. And I I disagree. I think I think these guys are blading. Um, especially, especially after the last break, where it was just so... You could see it coming, which you had to know somebody Not was Not everybody going. was blading, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not everybody was blading, I'm sorry. I... I I don't yeah I I mean I I Cash Wheeler uh it look he looked like he was fucking bleeding like a stuck pig that might have been fake I, I I don't know I I I leave it up to I leave it up to chance but Jericho definitely I don't know what he was thinking during the last break you could see that they're killing time MJF runs up MJF first off. Is a fucking star. I mean, we, we we say it every week, probably when we talk about him. He's a star. He was the star of this match. He came in at the end. Uh, there's there's nothing we can't say great about him. 
Um, he gets to the top of the cage, but Jericho's killing time on the on the commercial. Killing time, killing time. Jericho finally climbs up. He gives him this this fucking whack ass walls of Jericho on the top of the cage. Jericho's doing nothing. He's he's like Cena esque talking to him in the match. These guys are having a full blown conversation, talking to him. Um, you know, MJF does this great, you know, this great presentation of the ring on his finger. But the problem was, as soon as Jericho gets the nut shot, he's digging for the blade out of his fucking wristband. You got to go back and see it. It's fucking brutal. Digging for it, finally gets it out. It's in his hand. Uh, MJF goes for the fucking assault of the earth, the Fujiwara armbar. Jericho is selling with his right hand like this. Okay. Like pr- basically essentially showing the blade. He's, right, right, he's right, right. showing the blade to the hard cam. Right, right, right. Like I looked at that. I said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like you're supposed to be like now you just uh, uh, that right there. And then it, it took me out once again. It's, it's about suspension of disbelief. I, you, you, you had me throughout the whole match. I loved it. You know, we w- you went to commercial break. The ring was fine. You come back from commercial break. The ring is tore up. The commercial breaks killed this fucking match. Um, everybody. I, I thought everybody did a good job wholeheartedly until that very end. That end was just the shit. It just goes to show how, and we say this in wrestling all the time, how you how you can ruin a good match with a bad finish? Yeah. So I mean, but it, it just it was so inconsistent for me. And 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 you know the and then like you said, it was just so it was so bad. Like I understand, like you're gonna push him off, and 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 Sammy Guevara's given up at that point. Um, I I think it it, it could have went a different way. You could have done. You you were telling the story about, you know. The guys beating up Sammy Guevara, like you could have somehow or another cornered off one of the guys. You could still tell that story, but not one guy on top of the cage. Jericho was in the in the match for six fucking minutes, like, and and he's that beat up that he can't defend himself coming off the top of the cage. You know, I, I it was just it was just very very forced at the end. It it really I loved it up until until the very end, and then like I said, the the spot. I, I completely agree. The spot where he goes through to make it look better. Like, don't have Jericho land on top of of everything. Like, have him sink in a little bit. Have the crash pad underneath there. You know, oh my God, he disappears out of fucking out of out of the scene. You know, out of view. Quick, you know, slide a hand, then show the camera, then show Jericho on top. Like, it's just. It was it was very very bad. It was it was just a very poor ending. I other than that, I thought the rest of the card was good. Code the Cody match once again same thing. It wasn't a bad match. He just does every fucking time. QT Marshall is not a fucking threat. I am sorry. I, I he's I, a good hand. Great great wrestler. Yeah. The the guy that came out he was a, he's a he's the British a, dude. Yeah, he's an Olympic boxer. Okay, now we're telling that story. Oh, great. But he's not gonna win, dude. Yeah. No, he, he's not. No, he's not going to win. I to 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 double back. I I disagree. I like Scorpio Star, uh, Scorpio Sky with all all ego, and and I really do love the fact that they're calling back 
Yeah, Adam uh, Ethan Page called back on his evolved matches with Darby Allen. That's who should be he, he should be feuding with. Yeah, Scorpio Scott needs to be a singles wrestler. I'm yes. sorry, he broke away from SCU, and now he's with this kid with this guy. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, um, Aaron says do it, do it like Ric Flair, six Tylenol, and your blood runs like water. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I I'm telling you. That's why I think like Cash Wheeler was fucking even even Dax. I I don't think it was gimmick blood. I think it, I think these guys went in there. They they did it like that, especially after seeing Jericho reaching for the fucking gig. I think they all did. Sammy Guevara that that opening that opening five minutes got got me fucking beefed up. I it, was like, let's do this. Like yeah, I know these it guys just came in. But if you if you're gonna you can't listen. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. The box is going to lose to Cody, then get jumped by someone else. Yep, unfortunately. Um, but if you're going to do a war games, and I'm a war games connoisseur, that's yeah. my that's my match since 1987. Okay, that's what that's my favorite matches of all. Those favorite ma- those first four or five of them are amazing, right? None of those matches ended poorly. There was, you know, what I'm saying. Even when they when they broke when the, when the Road Warriors broke JJ's shoulder. Uh, they finish strong. It's like you can't. You you got you. Like Jay said, it's very the, the commercial breaks. Come on, man. TNT couldn't stay commercial free for a half hour. It's the it's the highest rated show on their network. You couldn't you couldn't take one break. It's if, no. You could take one. No break. bullshit. I agree. No, it's it's the highest rated show on their fucking network. You can't tell me thirty minutes. You can't give me thirty minutes. Yeah. I to agree. tell a story. It took the it, match would have been maybe a little a teeny bit better. What's up, Tomas? I was just talking about you, buddy. It was, was, was we're discussing this match. The match could have been a teeny bit better if they didn't take the breaks, if they weren't inconsistent, and that and if they didn't do that bad that that terrible spot with, with Jericho. So it's like I'm not again. I, I don't want. I love AEW. I really do. I think it's fantastic. They're doing some really fun things over there. It's just there's too many fucking stories that have too many loopholes in them. Finish out your stories. Finish them out and finish strong, okay? You turn the young bucks heel, right? Yep. For what? To go against SCU. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like them with the Good Brothers. You know, uh, I I like I actually like heel bucks. I think heel bucks works. I love the heel bucks. I love Bullet Club heel bucks. I I'm I I get it, but like, why now? Why not? Because you because Gallows and because they have the elite. They brought the they're doing the elite again. Yeah. But again, another stable. Okay. What's the story? The only story in that in that stable is Kenny Omega. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Why should Gallows and Anderson should be fighting the Young Bucks for those titles? You you want to enter you want to enter promote shit in, into 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 promotion and promote shit. Uh, that's where you got to do it. They. Uh... You know and, what I'm saying? And, and what's up, Kelly? And and like you said, w- once again, like we we were speculating on our last week, like how you can try to, you know, cross promote these guys. Like, I, you know, you got you got so much talent in the talent pool that you need to figure something out. I mean, the Good Brothers getting TV time over, you know, you know. I mean, granted, like I like I like the Varsity Blinds Blondes. You know, we're going to be talking about Pillman in a second. Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Griffison. It's the stupidest fucking name in Griff the world. Griff Garrison, I Griff think. Griff Garrison, whatever his name is. We'll just call him Griff. Griff. Griffin. <laughs> and uh, I I love that tag match. Um, unfortunately, you can kind of see 
how, who was going to win. They really did. Uh, I, 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 you know, I knew it right away. SCU was going to win. You know, Daniels is going to retire. Uh, you know, I think he's going to retire to a full-time backstage role. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, and, and it should be, but I don't know, man. You know, uh, it's just. Georgie George saying the heel bucks are lame. The heel bucks are not lame if you give them the right opponents. Yes. They should be fighting Luchasaurus yes. and, and, and Jungle Boy. Unfortunately, SCU is not who the heel bucks should be facing. I'm so, uh, and, and I love Kazarian. I love fucking Daniels. But, you know, you, we on, on this show, we call a spade a spade here. Spade. It, sh- it should be... It should be Jurassic Express. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I, at first, I was I was excited to see. I was like, shit, maybe fucking Varsity Blondes. They're gonna capitalize on Pillman Pillman being on Vice. Have Pillman's son for the pay per view. Makes perfect sense to me. But for whatever reason, dummy, yeah, they fucking went with SCU. How how do you not? At this point, once again. This is how my brain's wired. How do you not sit there and go, well, Young Bucks run the show. They're best friends with with, with Daniels. Here we go. They're just booking their friends. Dummy. Yeah. They don't, yeah. Cody, same thing. Omega, champion. Like, how do you not look at it at this point? You know, you're, you're supposed to be something different, but you're just you're pulling the same shit. So, yeah, it, the heel bucks can work if you give them the right opponents. Matter of fact, any top heel team will work in this environment if you give them the right yep. opponent. Okay, how do you have four thousand factions in this in this in this federation? Yeah, and you can't you can't give me more tag teams. Daniels is almost he, he's not sixty years old yet. <laughs> the acclaim came out and said something about Pillman's dad on Vice. Or the, fuck, I'm not gonna lie, I fast forwarded. Fuck the acclaim. Uh, yeah. Whatever I I like I, I'm a Bowens guy because yep. he's local. I, I like it. I, I like, like it. it. I like it. So and you know, Champa is and, and Timothy Thatcher are killing it. Champa um, looks in phenomenal shape. Correct, he does. Dude looks like a goddamn bodybuilder. Yeah, four thousand factions. It's like DIWA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's like the IWA that we used to play in, and it's like the old NWA, the Crockett promotion when yes. he brought in all these tag teams. So, but. Again, all these things can, in essence, work if you tell a good fucking story. I've been saying this for yeah. nine, almost nine years They're now. July, July will be nine years I'm saying it. Tell me a good story. I don't care how many fucking tag teams you have, how many factions you have. If you're going to do it, do it right. And you have the talent. This is not like we were growing up and you only had, like, a couple of guys that were, you know, on top and then everybody else was mid-card. And then, you had the, and then the NWA had three or four different tag team titles. So all the mid-card guys can swap the six-man and the yep. U.S. titles back yep. and forth, right? It's not like that no more, you know? So let's tell good fucking stories. All right. Yeah, let's go to the— All right, so the- let's get on Vice TV. I saw the Macho Man thing. Uh, I think they did him a little dirty. Everybody's saying that? I mean, listen, truth is truth. 
I, listen. Let's call it what it is. The problem with people is, and I, and I say people, I mean us wrestling fans. We're very fucking finical. And I say, and I'm going to say this every time someone says something bad about, and I'm and I'm guilty because I, you know, with Dusty, when when Ronnie Goldman came out and dog Dusty Rhodes, I cut a fucking promo. <laughs> I made a video about it, right? And I talked about it on the show. But we're very we're very finical. Like when someone comes down and talks shit about our heroes, we sort of get offended. The problem with that is too is is that if there's people in that person's life that are coming out and saying this 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 and, this, and then there's more than one person that's that's you know backing those work backing those stories up. Okay, he was a woman. He was a kind of a womanizer. Okay, he was, and then he wanted to stay on top, so he did. He abused his body like everybody else did. He he abused his body. Yeah. Okay, and sometimes he wasn't a very nice person. So. Is that does that make him a terrible individual? No, it makes him a fucking human being. The problem is, is that we know too much about our heroes now. It's like if this was 1993 and all this happened before 1993, we would never have known this until someone wrote a book about it, mm-hmm. right? So it's like they. It, I I heard this all week. He got done dirty this day. Did you know Vice fucked up? Da 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 da. da. Well, that was it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Amy. And I was like, I said, no, Amy didn't fuck up. First of all, if WWE didn't want that on television, they wouldn't have had AEW do that anyway. So it's all coincident. It's all coinciding with what's going on. Um, th- everything that was there, I knew. Yeah, there was, w- there's, there was nothing surprising. No. The only thing I did not know was the that he brought the Slim Jim money with him. To, no, I knew that. I That's didn't know. I I didn't know that that they didn't give him a. Well, and, and well, Bubba Love Sponge just the words out of my mouth. That I, I, because I said something. Cause you know, I know you're not on our Facebook page, but that night, hold on, hold on, let me just retract. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of you now. Um, I didn't know that part of the negotiations was the Slim Jim thing. Well, that's what that's. that's I didn't know. I didn't know that. that I didn't was know. On, B- Bischoff has said it a few times. Yeah, I don't. And it I, makes and it makes no, no, perfect I, yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, because think of WWF. At this point, think of wrestling in general. Ninety four, it's a it's a huge it was a huge downswing, um, but you know, that's that's advertising money, and Slim Jim was was signing Macho Man. They weren't signing WWF, who you know they would they right, were, right, yeah, yeah. they were filming commercials with Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, they were trying to get it, but Slim's like, nah, man, Macho Man's our guy. So he brought that money. I I as far as I know. I think his first two, maybe three years in WCW, I don't think Turner or anybody paid He's him. He's making a almost a million dollars from Slim Jim, seven over seven hundred grand according to his brother. Yeah. So, all right, that's strike one. Okay, strike two. Bubba the Love Sponge. I don't know. I never listened to more than five minutes of this guy. I know he's friends with Hogan, or was, or, or was friends with Hogan, but he was talking like he was in the know, like. Where the fuck, like, it doesn't make it, like, because he's Hogan's, he was Hogan's boy, and they tag-teamed his wife on a video that makes him a, a an insider on a fucking biography about, about Macho Man? No. It just, and, and, and even, Jay, even if he was in the know, what if he, even if he was cool with Savage like that. He wasn't. He wasn't, though. Even if he was, the way he came off was douchey. Wow. Real douchey, like. Like, he was an asshole. Like, listen, with jerk-offs, Choppy's the biggest jerk-off of all, right? But, like, 
there's no jerk off like you know it was really I was like holy he, shit man he, uh I know I I've listened to his show back when he when Howard first came to Sirius in like oh six or something he signed Bubba Love Sponge and Bubba did the afternoon and and I really enjoyed he would cross, I didn't listen to any of the he shows. would cross stream he he was a wrestling fan he would always put over Hogan Hogan would always call up the show um I don't remember me personally I could be wrong I don't remember much Macho Man talk. During the show, and I was a, I would consider myself a pretty avid listener uh, t- of his. Yeah, but um, you're a stern guy too, so you yeah. would know. Like, j- j- for those who don't know, Jay is a ginormous Howard Stern fan. Yeah, like he knows shit that I sh- that people shouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, like oh, like I am with Opie and Anthony, yeah, basically. Yeah. I uh, and and like I said, I mean, he he had a you know he had a, a great friendship with Hogan. I mean, I would. As years have now gone on, whatever happened between Hogan and, and Bubba, you can kind of see. I, I, th- I, and this is probably it's probably nobody to, to nobody's surprise. Bubba kind of used Hogan uh, for his notoriety, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, and Bubba wanted to be an insider, so he probably feels he has the inside track because he was so close. He probably knows all the stories. He probably. You know, heard all the stories from Hogan, and you know, but to to come across as a as a as a a friend that that was just railing yeah, him. Yeah, that was like yeah. So they really weren't. So here's the thing: like they weren't doing him dirty. It was them letting this guy talk his shit that he him and Hogan allegedly yeah whatever, and then the whole thing with the sound clips and whatever. I can kill it. And then let's the Miss Elizabeth stuff. Okay. I know Miss Elizabeth was 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 great on camera. I know her contribution to wrestling was was very underrated until a certain time of, of her of her life. But let's be honest here, she hooked up with Lex. They were both doing drugs. She took more of the drugs than he did that one time, and guess what? She's dead. Okay, let's not make this anything more than what it was. Okay, she abused pills. She's dead. Lex. Because he abused pills, he's not dead. He should be in certain some certain social circles, but he's confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and he has to live with guilt. And he's half the man he used to be physically. Yeah. Okay. So, and he openly admitted that that's what was going on, and he was arrested for his crimes, and it is what it is. And I think fans need to stop glorifying stuff that that. Allegedly, like you know, that well, you know, they they did they did her dirty. They didn't do her dirty, dude. She knew what she was doing. Okay, when she broke up with Savage initially, they 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 WCW brought her back with Savage's blessing, mm-hmm. and they worked together again. But she was hooked up with some dude. She got she she got into Judaism, broke up with him, hooked up with Lex, and then people even like it, you know, first of all, and and. I I have a, I have a motto. I don't shit where I eat, so I won't fuck a coworker unless she unless I move out of the. I, that's what I I don't I didn't mess with coworkers until I, I I moved out of the company. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I don't shit where I eat. That's my only problem with this. Not because I don't like Lex Luger, because I don't like, I don't like Lex Luger at all. But Lex and people told him, Sting told him, Bischoff told him, Hogan told him, like I wouldn't do that because that's cause Savage was so well respected. Yeah. Right. You know. Um. So she abused the body, 
she was having a hard time, and she died. It, it, it's tra- it was tragic, dude. It was tragic on a lot of levels because she was so young, and she was still contrib- con- uh, a contributing uh, asset to the company, you know? Um, everybody loves people on TV. Like, we, we like to glorify, like, athletes and, 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 and uh, you know, musicians and and listen I'm I'm a, I'm an Ozzy Osbourne fanatic anybody who knows me I'm a Sabbath head right but we know Ozzy abused his body for 55 years and you know so it's like any 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 cheating on his wife and he tried to kill his wife mm-hmm. you know and he wasn't good to his first two kids like it's like does that make him a great person no is he a great singer yeah is he a great frontman outstanding is he an asshole in real life probably he was you know, and people are allowed to redeem themselves too. Let's be honest here. So if Lex Luger openly admits that he fucked up on somebody else's on somebody else's biography, and he's getting his own with the icons soon yeah. on on the cock, right? Uh, I mean, I, and I'm not a Lex guy at all, right? I'll give him I'll give him props though. That's big. That's yeah. huge. He's been very open about what what happened. And he and he and and that's and that's and he and he should be. You know, and and like I said, whatever happened happened. You know, that's something that he has to live with. I know. I I believe he's a born again. I I, I think him and that's fine. And but you know, but like I said, uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It shouldn't dirty up too much of his past. You know, if, if he ha- if he struggled with demons and and whatnot. Hey, he's he's in a wheelchair, the, the, dude. The one the one thing I don't the one thing I didn't like about the Macho Man thing is that it's. Why I why I would consider it a hit piece, and this is just me. Um, you know, Piper Piper's there wasn't much. Piper Piper did as much dirt, if not more, than Macho Man. Drug wise, party wise, you know what I mean. And you didn't you didn't accent it in 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 as as much in in Piper's thing. And 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 rightfully so because Piper's not here to defend himself. Neither is Macho Man. Macho Man is not here to say, "Hey, you know, all the, you know, uh, Gorgeous George was on there talking about how they did ecstasy." That's another thing. Listen, what do you think is going to happen when you're banging somebody twenty five years younger than you are, taking nothing away from her? Okay, she was already a mom at that point, right? Too, yeah. but like she was a fucking stripper. Yeah. Okay. Who met Macho Man outside of a club, and the rest is history, right? But that was the downward spiral because he, at that point, he was already abusing his body. Yeah. Okay. She was young. She yeah. And wanted to party. She had childcare. Why not? Macho Tri- Man. Yeah. Macho Man was you know he was trying to feel young or whatever the case is. Whatever. Yeah, soil his royal oats, as they say in coming to America. <laughs> right? And. uh but that's what I didn't like about it. it. That's why I consider it a not a hit piece, but you know, Macho Man isn't here to defend himself. What are you gaining besides what we're doing right now? I, I'm I, I'm, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree because I'm I don't want to. If you're gonna compare Piper's story to Savage's story, here's two things. Here's here's the difference. The difference is is Sav, uh, Piper is a generation behind. In front of, I'm sorry, of of Savage, you know, in a sense, right? And Piper also didn't have all of the notoriety of that course, Savage yeah. had because Piper, 
up until the end of his life, wanted to protect the company, uh, uh, the the industry. He want he he thought like he thought in his mind, and no disrespect, because I love Roddy, I'm a Roddy fanatic. He was bigger at some points of his life in his career than than, than the, the business. Close to it, yeah. Okay, where Savage was the opposite. Nah, dude. Savage was never big. Thought he was bigger than the company ever. Well, yeah, yeah. If you talk to any of his peers, and Ricky Steamboat just talked about it to my told my mom this yeah. on a fucking video on how great Savage was. But everybody who, who talked about Randy, besides him being a womanizer crazy about his wife, um, he was meticulous about the business, he respected the business, and he was uh, a master of his craft. Piper was to an extent, but there was a different kind of dedication. Yeah. Okay. There was different. There was different kind of. I, I'm not going to compare people's stories in terms of how much. Maybe there's not. Maybe there wasn't enough dirt on Piper. Maybe he was. He wasn't that like. Well, he it, wasn't a womanizer. He was married yeah, to the same woman for, for 30, 30 40, <laughs> Right. And he wasn't. He didn't fuck around. And he didn't abuse his body in terms of like they like they Steroids, did. Steroids, yeah, right. and all this stuff. He partied. Yeah, he partied. I just, I just, I think it's, I think it's just a cheap. I, I, that's once again. I think it's just a cheap way to get clicks, a cheap way to get ratings. It was, it was, it was low hanging fruit on some on something that's supposed to be celebrated. See, I can't. I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I don't see WWE putting their stank on on a any biography about prominent performers in their industry and 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 deliberately oh I'm deliberately uh put stuff that would that could tarnish any kind of of legacy that they had no but i'm just saying i i think it was a little bit more accented than it needed to be like uh, granted i understand cuz there was you, more you, of, you, there, was, there was there was more of a story jay there's well, more of a story. Well, I'm saying Piper died of a cocaine overdose. Right, but there was more, <laughs> but Piper was also fucking ten years older than fucking yeah, than yeah, Savage yeah, was. Yeah. So again, like it's again, Piper was hanging out with geriatrics in a fucking in a reality house. Like yeah. he wasn't doing much. He no, and he but, mentored Ronda Rousey, which was pretty cool. I yeah. like I like that. But he died. But he essentially died of a drug overdose. Right, but again, it what he wasn't the he wasn't that guy. Savage was that guy. Savage at one point was probably as popular as Hulk Hogan, maybe even more popular in, in, in different parts of the country, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay? When he won the world championship, clearly, clearly the mantle was passed inadvertently because Hogan took the fucking back step. Oh, I mm-hmm. want to do movies. Yeah, you want to do movies, but guess what? When, when the heel wrestler overrides, has the better match with you at the last WrestleMania, yes. okay? When the focus was on you, yep. when the 93,000, and Steamboat even said it, the 93,000 seats weren't for me and Savage, but we, we knew we had to put on the best match of the night. Yeah. And they did, 160 pages later, right? Yeah. Okay. And that, but, that, but that's the thing. You, you know, Piper had cancer. He didn't die of a drug overdose. I thought he had a cocaine overdose. I thought it was a heart attack. It doesn't matter. Regardless, I, I apologize. Regardless. Yeah, and we do. I think the, there was cocaine. First in of all, we're doing this on the top of our heads, so you guys yeah. can sit in front of your computers and, and correct us. That's I fine. think. I think. I you thought try, there you, was. You tried doing this weekly for nine years and and, and not fuck up. No, okay? no, no, no. But like um, I said, I know. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um. The bottom. The bottom line is though. It's like you. You know. I. I'm not gonna. I'm not. A, um, for me, the dirt was fucking Bubba the Love Sponge. Okay. 
that 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 for me was the dirt. Everything else was fucking was filler because I knew all the other shit. The Slim Jim stuff I didn't know about, and I didn't know about. I knew he was getting paid from Slim Jim, but I didn't know it was like you know that much. Yeah, you know. Then it was like, you know, what do you do? And then the the gorgeous George stuff I I didn't know enough of. I knew she was a, a stripper. I knew she I knew she partied whatever. But everything else I knew. So like you know you're not not insulting my intelligence as a fan because I already knew this shit. You know what I'm saying? No, that, and that's what I mean. Like I, I, I just think, I just think that it was a little bit more prominent, and and, and that's how I took it. it. Is, and like you said, a, WWE has their stamp on it. He, they're using their footage. So I, you're right. So like they're not going to do anything that's going to tarnish the company, and I get it. But it's just it the way it was edited. And the way it was acted, listen. It told it told the great story with in the beginning, starting with ICW, how they were they were the renegade company out of out of uh, Tennessee, uh, along you know and, and Kentucky. I'm excuse oh, me. Oh, Angelo Pop, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah Like yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. and I think I think Piper and and Savage uh, Savage started in the late seventies. I think Savage was like seventy eight, seventy nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, but like Pi- and Piper store Piper had a real Piper had a really bad up and oh I mean, yeah. He got into the business at fifteen years old, yeah. and it was like he got beat up for like the first couple years of his life yeah. in wrestling. You know, he. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I wasn't saying it was all bad, but to to me, that's just low hanging fruit to 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 kind of grasp at it. And and like you said, maybe w- was it to get clicks? Because now let's see who they're gonna do next time. Are more people gonna watch? Like well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I mean, if 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 they thought it was ta- if they thought it was a, uh, I mean, if they thought there was some low hanging fruit there, I don't think his brother or his wife would would um would let them put it on there. Yeah, I agree. You know, but because I know I know Lanny Poffo has a lot to do with his his uh. His comings and going in terms of merch and stuff like that, and, yeah. And, and I know his 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 wife, his his childhood sweetheart, whatever, whatever. Well, they ended up meeting up, yeah. Which is which is a great story too. Listen, it it wasn't all bad, but to me, it 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 was it was accented. Maybe if that if that's if that's. No, right. no, I I didn't I didn't see it like that. I just didn't the bubble love sponge thing. I didn't like because it, he was yeah. it just it was like. Well, my opinion of him has changed. Well, he's uh, a fu- I, I, I can't. I'm not even a fan because I, I never listened to him before. So I never like. I never took the time. You know, I never because I was in. I was an O and A guy at that point. So I didn't really didn't care about Stern or anybody else at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, and I, I liked Ron and Fez too. They were fucking hysterical. But anyway, I, again, like, wouldn't the feud between Vince and Randy over Stephanie let? Over Stephanie, but that's 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 not that wasn't conf- none of that was ever confirmed though, Kel. I mean, there was a that's like an urban myth that him that that uh, Stephanie and Savage had a thing, or whatever. That was that was never really documented. No one ever really that was that was allegedly a thing. I never I never saw nothing in print. I never saw anything on a shoot or mm-hmm. unless somebody could pull that up and prove me wrong. I never you know, and Vince really didn't feud with Randy. You know, Randy left and didn't even tell Vince he was leaving. He's supposed to show up for Raw. And he's on fucking. He's on Nitro. Yeah, but I think I think that's completely bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, you yeah, think so? I Could think be. So. I think. But even still, at least Vince gave him a, a good uh, on camera. Great. Sent him off. Well, like, I I think I think Vince. This was during that time where Vince is just going. Th- think of it this way. I I mean, everything you want to say about Vince, and, and Lord knows we talk enough shit about him. I think he's. If anything, I was genuine. Whereas he let he let Macho Man go at that time. Macho Man didn't resign, so he, you know, not that he let him go, but 
you know, he Macho feels like he has more in the tank. And you know, there was talks of that he had this he had this feud planned with with, with Shawn Michaels where it might have gone over a year and Macho Man was gonna put put over Shawn Michaels. You know, and, and but Vince is looking at him as that figurehead for the company. Right, Randy, like, and Randy Slim felt Jim. Right, Randy, and, but Randy felt like he had still more in the tank. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you so then I bet you like Vince's with that was like a like a like like the high road type thing where that's the only time that Vince has ever really done that. You know, where like talked about it, like even when we even when Hogan left, Hogan he didn't get no fucking send off. Hogan, did, and we'll we'll but talk they, about we'll it talk a about Hogan, bit. yeah we'll talk about because that was Hogan's hurrah in '93, but but you know anyway we we spend way too much time <laughs> on this. we are um we're running I thought home. listen I at the end of the day I thought it was good I I I, I loved, thought it was good too I love these things I I, yeah. I can't get enough I'm not looking see I'm not looking for I'm not looking for dirt right yeah I'm, I'm looking for stuff I didn't know about. Okay, because I um I not that I'm, I don't want to say I'm an expert or anything, but I I know a lot about these guys because that's all I did as a kid. I fucking read the 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 Apta mags and I was I got shoot tapes when I was in high school and, and you know what I'm saying. So like I I I knew I knew I know enough. Hence why I can do this now on, on a fucking podcast for the last almost decade, right? But like I just want to know stuff I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is what it is. Dark side of the ring season three. Brian Pillman. Uh, you know, and I've said this before on the podcast. This is, you know, when when a when a good wrestler dies, right? The fans, I feel, all of a sudden they they glorify uh, the person to the point where it's almost like like a like a top guy, god, main eventer kind of thing, you know. Uh, Good example, Owen Hart. I adored Owen Hart, okay? I didn't think Owen Hart was world champion, okay? I didn't think Owen Hart could carry a company. I was at the arena in Philly when Brian Pillman showed up, okay? I was at a lot of his matches. I, I love Brian Pillman, okay? Um, you know, Brian Pillman was what everybody says Owen Hart was should have been, Okay? The problem was he got into a wreck, abused his body, and he died. I didn't know he had five kids. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know he was married twice. I thought that was his his wife was his one wife, and that was it. I had five kids with one. I knew we had, you know, that I didn't know. Um, the, the 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 coach he had, that old man in the video. Uh, to, uh, uh, what's his name? He had a weird name. Uh, Kip? Kim? Kim yeah. Wood? Kip. Kim? Kip, Kim, Kim whatever, it Kip. whatever it was, that dude was a little, a little shady for me. Um, but what got me, besides his sister, get me a little lumpy in the throat, and I was drinking last night too, which was really fucked up. <laughs> I can't watch a, a one of my heroes documentaries postpartum and then fucking, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> and then watch it, and then his sister, and Jim Ross, holy shit. Yeah. Every time Jim Ross, and this is what, not because Jim Ross is stroked out in the face, right? Um, but Jim Ross legit got lumpy in the throat and teary-eyed almost every time he spoke about Pillman. Mm-hmm. And this was the, th- and then they had Steve Austin. Yeah, I thought Austin was great on it. I think, I think he was so genuine. 
and Matsbox asking why can't Cornette be like he was on that episode all the time? He's a fucking encyclopedia. He could be valuable. The reason why he can't be like that, Mott, by the way, hello, is because it, the real reason is because he's a gimmick. He, yeah, exactly. Jim Cornette will, yeah, he's a walking encyclopedia, but he'll fabricate certain things to make it sound good. Oh, to his liking. If you listen to his podcast, and I do, and I sometimes I can't stand him, and I love Cornette so much, but he abuses the fucking current product because he's bitter. Not because he's not making money, because he's making hand over foot, he's making a shit ton of money with the, between the podcast, and he's selling his fucking action figures now, and t-shirts, and he does appearances, okay? And he's held every job in the business, right? Mm-hmm. But Jim Cornette is a gimmick, okay? They like the way he tells the story, like the way he sounds, um, it it would take away from the guys who were, who were producing it, those two Canadian kids, because you know what, it they, you know they they already have Jericho narrating the shit right, so now you have Jer- and and all these overpowering egos are talking about guys, you know it, it just it's I don't know for me it'd be a little bit overkill. Um, Jim Cornette should have his own show. Jim Cornette should open his home up to the public and let this especially see. to see what's oh in there. Oh my god! I mean, he can go back to the fucking thirties with his stuff that he's got the memorabilia and stuff like that. And he's and he has books and he has posters and he has programs and he has all this knowledge and footage. Um, you know, Austin was great on the podcast. I mean, on the um, uh, on uh, what do you call it on on the show? Uh, him and Brian were legit cool. They were great friends. Steve said it a million times he never wanted to be in a tag team, but he was. Yeah. And, you know, it was great. And any everybody who talks about Brian Pillman in that light knew he had a good mind for the business. And sadly, um, his body couldn't keep up with his mind. And he did what everybody else did at that time, abused, abused pills and tried to fix what that car wreck did to him and, you know... He negotiated himself with two with two feds at that point, which is amazing. He made Bischoff fire him, made it a gimmick yep. to get more money, right? It was so brilliant. But And then you see his kids, and that was heart-wrenching, yep. right? Because uh, we saw Pillman in, uh, Pillman's kid in person, and everybody's like, well, you know, he's, he doesn't have the same tenacity his dad has. He's a little bit bigger, you know. Same mullet haircut on sweet, purpose. Sweet, sweet mullet. Great idea. Come came out to Janet Jackson. Remember? Uh, I'll never forget that night. That Jay, Jay looked over at me. He goes, "Is that Janet Jackson?" Fucking black cat. He goes out the black cat. Yeah, but I, I like that he is gonna he, is he's he's trying to secure the legacy. Anybody who has kids wants wants one thing for their kids. They want a legacy. They always want them to do better than what they had. Right. But the loose cannon thing, he knew what his potential was. The mm-hmm. thing was, he just didn't have the body for it no more. Can you imagine if he stayed healthy? Yeah, he'd probably still be around doing shit. I could see him as like uh, uh, I could see him as a next generation Kevin Sullivan, being that mind, that Booker mind. You know, him and him and him and Sullivan had a thing too. I respect you, Booker man. He runs that. Yeah. But I think he could have been that next Kevin Sullivan. He could have been that next Gary Hart, that next guy who would book something really good. Be a, you know, 
he would be involved in something like in one of these feds at one point. He had a great mind, and that's the and and that's what I wanted them to and put the emphasis on. Yeah, and they did. And they did. And they did. Um, you know, everybody who dies is not amazing. Everybody who dies is not the greatest. Listen, I I get it. Um, but the, those kids had a terrible fucking life, and I I can I can relate to some of that shit. You know, but I could I could tell you that when you are gonna want to step out of your dad's shadow, and this happens in sports, happens in music, happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to bring something to the table, and I think Pillman Jr. is gonna be doing his thing. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees put out a bunch of Pillman shirts. They got a Hollywood blonde shirt. They put this out two days after I got all the fucking Bullet Club shirts I ordered from fucking Pro Wrestling Tees that had twenty five twenty five percent off. Um. You want to talk about the, the you want to talk about that or you about the or you didn't see it yet? No, I didn't see okay. it. Okay, all right, we gotta go to break. We, we well, a couple things. Um, we're running long. Running. Uh, New Japan canceled their. Uh, before I get into that, congratulations to Jay White. Yes, their first grand hit, their first Grand Slam champion. He won the Never Openweight title from Shingo. Um, so Jay White is the first official Grand Slam champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he's not even thirty years old yet. Um, they canceled the stadium shows on May 7th. The Japanese government announced an extension to the state of emergency yep. in Tokyo. In light of this, the announcement as well as the current COVID-19 infection status in order to prevent any potential further spread of the virus, New Japan Pro Wrestling has arrived at the decision to postpone the Wrestle Grand Slam events in Yokohama Stadium and the Tokyo Dome previously slated for March 15th and the 29th, respectively. New Japan deeply apologizes to all the fans forward to th- looking forward to these events. For the inconvenience and disappointment caused, new dates will be finalized soon. Okay, so that's happening. Um, would you disagree? Or agree? Pillman was the first wrestler to break the fourth wall. No way, he wasn't the first one to break the fourth wall. A lot of guys did. A lot of guys broke the fourth wall inadvertently. Inadvertently, yeah. He I did. Think it on, I maybe he maybe he's the first one to do it on purpose, for the sake of for the sake of the gimmick. But a lot of guys broke the fourth wall without even without even trying at that point, you know. Like they like they would do it more so on 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 commentary, right? Yeah, like Gorilla Monsoon and and Bobby Heenan would be making pot shots about you know guys, you know, and uh, but I, I I don't think I think intentionally, I I think I think an argument could be made that he would do it on camera, yeah, try on to purpose. try try to blur the line. Yeah. Um, Kelly Austin looked like a herb with hair. <laughs> How do you think I feel? Fucking Matt Squires put my face on that on that herb today, and put Jay's face on Pillman. <laughs> so I look like a I look like a, I look like Steve Austin had sex with a giraffe <laughs> with the long neck and the herb <laughs> hair. You know, it is what it is. But um, anything else? Anything else want to talk about? No, nah, I think that's it. Nothing else going on? No, I think that's I think that's that's all I got. All right. Um keep the key I can't wait. I'm I'm so glad that Dark good, Side of the Ring is back on. Oh so. my god. It's so it's so it's so I have them saved now on a on a DVR. Yeah. I watch them all. I I love them, man. Um and kudos to those Canadian kids and and awful Conrad Thompson. They they do the, the behind the scenes shit too. Yes. So that's that's fun even though I'm not a big fan of Conrad. Um all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, and let's plug our friends. I had there's new plugs that the some of the guys sent me. I just haven't gotten around to uploading them yet. We're gonna redo the commercial thing anyway because we have to we have to, to record some shit too. But 
We are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. It's Phil with Shade. The chat. You guys are killing it tonight in the chat room, by the way. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. And um, we'll be right back. Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. Uh, where are you, Lord Alfred Hayes? Lord Alfred Hayes. There you go. Thank you, Lord Alfred Hayes. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Horns up, beautiful motherfuckers. Radioactive Metal is here on the Shining Wizards Network, and we want you to listen. Every week, we cover the world of heavy metal and speak to your favorite bands. Controversies and everything else that's related to heavy metal. And occasionally, we even talk about pro wrestling. Catch us live every Thursday night on purerockradio.net. Listen to past episodes at RadioactiveMetal.org or at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitterjack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy, and that's just, just too sweet ski. Turnbuckle Throwbacks with live on the rant, rantemradio.com, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Doc Satellite Media. It's Phil, it's Jay, it's the chat room, episode 403, the loose cannon, Jay Cop. 
as Sh- as Shailen would say, um, do <laughs> that's fucking hysterical. Um, there's nothing stunning about me. Maybe I'm fabulous, Phil Rea. Uh, I don't know if I'm stunning, Phil Rea. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm you know I don't know if I'm I'm that I don't know if I'm that worthy of uh of such uh, a title. I don't know. I think so. You think so? You're selling yourself you gave short. Me, you, you give you give me way too much credit, bro. I you're like selling you. your way. You're selling yourself way too short. Yeah. You ready for your throwback? Let's do it. And now here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, they're asking about MLW and WWE working together. Um, from what I just read today, actually, that it's already a dead issue. Oh, uh, really? It's already dead? Allegedly. I don't like dirt sheets, so it's like... Yeah, I... You know, I um, that's why I didn't want to comment about it, because I really didn't. I, lo- I, don't, I, don't, I love the idea The idea of... is great. I just didn't know much about it, so I didn't want to, like... Be like, oh, I know about this, and I, I, I didn't really get put much into it because I, it wasn't, you know... Well, I thought, I thought so. I didn't, I didn't put much into it either because... I think MLW is going to be doing some big things. I I love what they just revealed with the. Uh, it's now the Aztec Underground, the Azteca Underground. Yeah, talk about that for a second. Um, I was somebody. I never got a chance. I I know it's. I think it's on. Who I don't know if it's what, on Hulu Luch now. Underground. Yeah, I've only seen the first season. I've seen the first three seasons. I think it's amazing. Oh, you did? You saw yeah. you saw the whole thing then. I think it's amazing. I think it I think it's Dario Cueto is quite honestly one of the best one of the best characters. He's up there with Mr. McMahon. So he was the guy but he was the guy running the behind the scenes. No no wrestling background, no nothing, just an actor. But his commitment to it was just fucking beautiful. And I, I and he made a, a guest appearance and I think it was uh, apparently it was some sort of foreshadowing for a long time from Court Bauer at MLW. Um, they're they're bringing back the underground Azteca underground coming to MLW. So, you know, I'm sure that there was some sort of talks between the two. Maybe that's why they didn't merge with WWE. Perhaps I I I, I think maybe if if there were talks and this went this went astray, maybe. Court said, "Hey, listen. Let, let's let's try to change. Let's try to change the business here. Well, you know, it's, or at least what they can do. Um, but I, I think with that move, I think MLW is now just is just going to start going to higher places now. All right. Okay. So we're going to take kick it back to 1993, May the third. Fifty-five thousand heads in the uh, in Tokyo Dome. Um." So, uh, all right. There's been a lot of speculation about about this particular match. All right. Um, the card itself was amazing, by the way. Um, this was the uh, this was the wrestling dong taku. Yeah. From '93. All right. And um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, as we're talking about. And the match in particular was the ninth match of the night. Was the co-main event, and it was the Great Muda. Keiji Muto at that point, yeah, uh, wrestling against Hulk Hogan. Now, nineteen ninety three in pro wrestling was a very, very, very different year for a plethora of reasons. Right, 
more importantly, it was it was the the changing of the guard in WWF at the time. Okay, Hogan was arguably getting old in the tooth, not age wise, but in the fans' eyes. The fans' eyes. The business is about to take a turn. Okay. And the business takes a turn because it's, you know, you have WCW, who's not doing well at all, two years after the Crockett's sold him to Turner. And, like I said, Hogan is now, his contract is up. They're, 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 mo- they're, they're moving towards a different, a, a different time in the company. In terms, and they want to, they want to, they want to put new new stars, and there's no one there really to, to do that, you know, um, and it was like, well, what do we do with these guys? What you know, what do you, we Hogan's still a champion at this point, right? And they're pushing Yokozuna, they're pushing Bret Hart. Well, he he he's a champion. He's a newly crowned, you know. Five-time champion. He just won the belt. Just at, won the uh, belt at WrestleMania at nine. WrestleMania nine, yeah. You know, and questionable status. I think you could say politically backstage. You know, uh, was it a ploy to keep Hogan there? You know, was McMahon putting the belt on him because he wanted to keep Hogan in the, in the company? You can make that argument. So, at this point, New Japan Pro Wrestling openly had um, working relationships with everybody. Masa Saito was the, the middleman. Yeah. Uh, anybody know of Masa Saito? He was in, involved in that huge, that, that famous thing with Kempatera. Yeah. And uh, whatever, whatever they got to do with the jail. They, they they wrecked the McDonald's, resisted arrest, the whole nine yards. Um, My favorite Masa Saito moment is when he's trying to break the board with Jesse Ventura. And he can't break it with his head, and he <laughs> it's like one of the outtakes from AWA wrestling. Oh, you got to! I'll put it on the page tonight. It's fucking beautiful. You got to see it. Never mind. No, it's fine. I, I got you. Um. So, you know, it's uh. Hold on a second. Is it right here? No, this is not it. Hold on. I have two promos that I want to play before the match. Um. And. Hold on, which one is it? Is it this one? Hold on, I have two of them. I didn't time them correctly. Um. Well, I think you did a good job laying out the the background, you know, with uh with Hogan. You know, like you said, New Japan was working with everybody, and bridges were open all over the place. And at, at this point, Vince as well uh, wanted the paths. Uh, uh, he wanted the lines of communication open. So, you know, they did the SWF, uh, SWS Wrestling Summit two years prior. Um, so they were back in Japan here. You know, they just sent Hogan. But uh, like you were saying about the rest of the card, I couldn't find the match anywhere. Sting against Scott Norton. I wanted. I was trying to look for that on that card. On that card, yeah. Uh, hold on, man. Let me run down a card. I ha- I can get the card. I mean, yeah. I, I can get it for you. But uh, I wanted um, I wanted to see that match because you know just Scott Norton in Japan is always a great thing. Um, here's the rest of the card: El Samurai Izuka and Akira Nogami beat Kojima, a very young Kojima. 
Yamamoto and Nishimura. Uh, O'Hara beat uh, Atishioshi Saito. Brutus Beefcake beat Masa Saito. <laughs> Heisel in oh the great uh, great Kabuki, Ayogi and Kobayashi, Kimura and Kashinaka defeated uh, Hara, Goto not our Goto, super uh, super strong machine, Ishikawa and Hiro Saito. Tiger Mask 3 defeated Jushin Thunder Liger. Scott Norton and Sting wrestled with no contest. Nine minutes and nine and a half minutes. Yeah, supposedly uh, Scott Norton was bleeding all over the place. They stopped the match. Fujiwara defeated Hiroshi Hase. IWGP tag title match. Um, the, the Power Warrior. Yes. Kensuke Sasaki and, and Roll Warrior Hawk <clears throat> defeated Chono and Hashimoto. Mm-hmm. Um and then the main event was Inoki and Fujinami versus Ricky Choshu and Tenru. That yeah. went almost fucking a half hour. Hmm. Insane and membrane. I'd love to. I'd love to see that match too. I actually, could probably gonna, get that. Actually, on. I'm gonna try to look that up. It's got to be on New Japan World, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Or IVP has it. I know IVP yeah. definitely has it. Um, um, but uh, but you know, so that's what you know. So talking about that in the background, Hogan. Uh, it's funny watching the match. Well, we'll, I, we'll get to the match too, but I I just want to just say that Hogan. I think it this kind of changed my opinion on Hogan, and I'm not even just talking about. I, Hogan is a master worker, inside and mo and more importantly outside the ring. I think Hogan knew that Hogan was slated to to wrestle Bret Hart at SummerSlam. I think um, Hogan never wanted to do that match. I think he, he never wanted, wanted the job to Brett. Never wanted the job to Brett. He was one of the one. He was one of the only guys at that time who had creative control of his character. Yes. Now it's a more of a, of a um. Now it's more of a thing with with with, with big guy with top guys. Yeah. Um. Back then, not so much. It Hogan, was just Hogan. Hogan was yeah. Hogan had that. And he um. I think you know he he had no problem going out to. Going out with Yoko, um, you know he would he would leave WWF uh, a month and a half. I think his la- one of his last matches were in Europe for WWF in the nineties. I think they was in like Italy or um, somewhere in Europe. I'm sorry, I I don't re- I remember seeing it somewhere, but he was wrestling Yoko there, and you know he was he was doing the thing there. I think they were doing a disqualification, uh, you know, finished. But Hogan was looking. To the future, I think he knew the where he was. The crowd wasn't with him. The crowd was on the on on the brink of booing him. Um, he wasn't drawing in house shows. Uh, you know, I mean, the house show numbers. If you if you look it up in '93 when Hogan gets the belt back, is they're they're nowhere near what they were a number of years prior. So yeah, yeah, dude. I and 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 that's what I mean. Um. <laughs> Hogan had his working shoes on. That's that's how you sell a a, a promo. Um, he wasn't he wasn't. Well, let me tell you something, dude. You know he wasn't he wasn't he in wasn't over character. The top. He wasn't over the top. Smart. I, I I'm telling you. I I had no. This, you you hundred percent right, dude. I had this thought where I just go, holy shit, Hulk Hogan could honestly be. And and probably it's no news to anybody could be the greatest wrestler for this reason, because he knew 
money. It's money to him. And he and there was no there was no say your prayers. Let me tell you something, mean gene. Let me tell you something, Saito. You know, it was none none of that. It was fucking serious. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for this. Hogan's playing chess. He knows that his time is is, is dwindling down in, in the E or in the F at that point. And he's like, yo, fuck this. I'm coming to Japan. I'm making bank. I'm, and then he, he then he's going to call out fucking Inoki in the next fucking promo. Oh, my God. This dude, he's like, I want this guy to get out of the fucking parliament. I want him to get out of get the, out the of politics. I want to get out of the politics. Come back to the ring. Genius. Genius stuff here by Hogan. And not often said on this show about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I mean, I've had my mo- I've had my Hulk Hogan moments where I've given him props. Um, you know, you have to understand something too. It's it's uh, for me, it's bittersweet because, again, I grew up not liking a lot of the a lot of the face wrestlers. That's, that was something from fell on my table there. Um, but the thing is, th- this this particular match became folklore. Because of basically what Jay said, you know, Hulk Hogan is who he is and he is the master of his craft because he basically took his name only, went over to Japan and was like, you know, I'm better than you. I'm Ichiban. I'm this. I'm that. And And it wasn't like he needed to overemphasize who he was. He's known globally. He could have went there with the with the twenty four inch pythons and the and the and the prayers and the vitamins and and the and the the immortal Hulk Hogan whatever whatever. But he was like, nah, I got my focus on Great Muda. Yeah, who at the time was probably the the the, the, the one of the best wrestlers in the world. He was the Okada of ninety three. He was Okada, and he was up and coming at that point. Yep. He had time, mooted the time in the States for a while, but he was coming into his prime in the early to mid-90s. So it was like, this is the, this is, I don't, I'm not saying this is, I have, and I'll give it to Jay too, I have 10 discs of Great Muda. Oh, I, great. I have his entire career. Yeah. Um, And it's like, okay. There's a lot of matches that you could say, well, this match was the match that you realized who he was, but I I got to take some of the shine off Mood as much as I do. I, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, I got to take some of the shine off him, though, and go with the Hulkster only because of how this was dealt. This and 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 that's the other thing too is that once again, like 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 we were saying about Macho Macho Man before too. You know, say what you want about Hogan, um, <laughs> you know, master politician, you know, all this stuff. Um, I, I think he as well, you know, along with, you know, pretty much everybody that gets inside the ring has, has such love and respect for the business. And it it doesn't always shine and doesn't always come across through the TV sometimes. It was bleeding through this. Like, he, you could see... And it's probably because he's in Japan, and and he's gone on record in saying that he wrestles in Japan. He entertains here. He no, performs. he does wrestle in Japan because he's had some great matches in Japan. And, and that's and that's what I and 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 ten years prior, that's when he was making his name, the Axe Bomber. Like, dude, he was fucking. You know, he he did the move twice, and 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 the match with Muda. 
you know, go, uh, to call back to what he was like. Uh, this was, uh, you know, well, Hogan coming here was 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 a good thing for the business uh, in '93. And about nine or ten minutes in, they take it to the floor, right? And it's like Hogan never really, unless he was in like a Piper or a Savage thing type of thing, you never saw Hogan go to the floor. Yeah. And then not only did you ever see him go into the floor, but now Muda puts it to him. It was like, all right, listen. And the beginning of the match was like, okay, he shakes Jimmy Hart's hand, you know, and, and Muda's got, and then he puts a foreign object in his, and it, yeah, like well, Mo- no, well, they, they, one of the best things was that you know they 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 lock up, you know, all this stuff, and then within like the first minute or two, Muda backs backs Hogan in, and throws a few punches. I think he threw a punch or two, and it, I don't know if it connected. I I had to rewind it to look. If you watch it, I think it's around. I watched the Daily Motion view, <coughs> uh, the <laughs> link. Um, if you, it's a, I think it's around two minutes into the match. Hogan circles the ring and he looks at Jimmy Hart and goes, "Wow, that was snug." Like, and he said it like you know, working like that was snug. And I had to rewind it to watch it, and you could just see. I think that's Muda. Muda, there's no, like you said, great worker. I think Muda's just, yo, you're in my town. You're you're in my area. Well, you have to be. Uh, you have to understand something too. That's strong style. Yeah, strong oh, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's strong style. There's King's Road. Yeah, there's King's Road. But even Hogan, like Hogan, was like, whoa. <laughs> if whoa, you're working, dude. if you're working stiff in the states, you're either beating up on your opponent on purpose, or that's just how your style was. That's why Stan Hansen. Yeah, people like I can't stand Stan Hansen because he was so rough. He was also legally blind too, <laughs> so Stan would rough you up and beat you up. Yes, thank you. Augie was uh, I had a I just had to yell at Augie because he was getting Uncle Jay's glasses, his biker glasses. I didn't want Uncle oh. Augie to mess him up. Um, Shaylin, how dare you bring up Eva Marie during the Great Muda versus Hulk Hogan? Oh. I can care less about her coming back. I can, I honestly I can, I have no I have no I have no emotion invested. If Jay wants the floor on that, he can have it. No. I can care less. I have thoughts, but not not enough to put on a podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can ask Jay on your own if you want. I, I, I can care less. About well, let's just put it this way, really, really quick. This is how this is how you this is how you s- summarize it. You let go Billy Kay and Peyton Royce to get Eva Marie. Don't are be you sorry, Mama. It's shitting all right. me. You don't are have you to apologize. Shitting me, Mickey James. You get you you let go of Mickey James to bring in Eva Marie. I'm busting chops, by the way. I'll, we'll answer all your what questions. What the fuck? Whereas so, we'll answer all your questions. That's my thought. The fact that you guys are hanging out with us on a Friday night is uh, is awesome. But I, I, um, Jay has dirty thoughts. He oh, does, yeah. Shaylin. He uh, he does. I but you could but uh, but Hogan right away instantly goes into fucking shoot mode. Yeah, but you have to, dude. It's the great Muda. It's listen. It's yeah. Again, I don't know how much. Japanese wrestling you watch or have watched, but that's it. Yeah. And oh yeah. Any guy who goes there, you can ask the current guys. Guys like, and I'm not talking about. Ex- I'm excluding the Bullet Club guys. The UK guys. Let's talk about guys like Jay White, ZSJ, um, what's his face, Will Osprey. Ask those guys. Yeah. Coming from the UK scene, how fucking strong style Kings Road. Goes. Oh yeah. Go watch a Noah or an All Japan match right now. Currently. You you want to talk about stiff? Those yeah. guys are stiff. But but and and it's and it's 
it's apples and oranges what from a uh, your quintessential Hogan match. And I tell you, man, kudos to it. I haven't seen. I watched this match years ago, and I haven't seen it in a while. This was this was a, a great match to watch, especially on, you know trying to read try to read back the backstory of where Hogan was at and to to understand where Hogan was going. You know, he signs with WCW uh, a year later, ninety four, June of ninety four. You know, but he he goes back to Japan. Well, we'll we'll, we'll go we'll go later on. Let's talk about the match. But uh, so yes, yeah, so like you said, they take it out to the ring. They take it out outside, and Wooda sticks the farm out. Yeah. in the back. Hogan takes a bump in the middle in the beginning of the match, a drop kick bump, gets back up, pops up, takes another drop kick, falls to the outside. Hogan did about three three tumbles to the outside. Which was uh, clearly, you know, Hogan took four bumps in the match. Yeah. That if, if we, we, in essence, I, yes. What I want to do is have a, every time we do something with Hogan, I want to have a Hogan, Hogan bump card. And I like want a bingo do, card. Like a bingo card. Yeah. And we're going to take bets on how many before we're going to do it. The over-under? Yep. Um, four bumps. One of them on, on the entranceway, the, the huge entranceway. That looked just amazing, too, it's by the way. Tokyo Dome, baby. Amazing. You, I got to lend you the eggshells book when I pull out of storage. Yeah. It's a good book. It's it ha- eggshells. I got it for Christmas. It's a book that has every major Tokyo Dome card documented up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, and it was a great camera shot. But uh, you know, Hogan. It. I don't want to say Hogan was out of his element. You could see. You could see it a little bit. But he was working the crowd a little bit. But the crowd's not reacting. You know, as as they 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 normally don't. You know, they're just respectful, listening. You know, watching, absorbing. <laughs> um, but I, I I loved it. And then halfway through, you know, they when, when they're on the outside, you know, he picks up the he picks up that the 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 you know the gavel for the for the bell. He sticks it in the back. And dude, it's just what a move by. Uh, Muda and Red Shoes before he was Red Shoes, he was only Tiger Hattori. Then, no, no, Tiger Hattori, Red Shoes, two different referees. Oh, that's, the two t- re- that's, that's Tiger Hattori, yeah. Oh, that's I thought, I thought, wait, did two different guys, yes. Oh, shit, it's all right, mind blown. It's okay, I thought they were the same guy. No, it's okay, so racist. Don't be racist, um, don't be a choppy. That's, I knew that was Tiger Hattori, but it is Tiger Hattori. But uh, he took time from, from stealing from <laughs> stealing shirts from WCW to uh, referee this match. Um, he uh, excellent referee in this match. How he gets involved. Tiger Tori's the man. Shaylin said, and she gets a different spin on it. She said that watching the match, Hogan Tar was the heel, Muda was the face. Even though Muda sticks a gavel <laughs> in his back of his fucking wrestling yeah. tights, he clearly everybody sees Hogan as the heel. Mo- because you know why she said that, and I'm and I'm 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 gonna assume why she said it was because a. He's the guy, Jin yeah. Hogan, right? B. I just played one of the two promos that he cut. Okay, Muda's not gonna say shit like that. No, Muda's gonna not. say Ichiban Hulk Hogan. Glad to have you here. Like, there's a there's a respect. And when Muda went to the states, he wasn't very well receptive. No, um, he had quality matches though. Yes, he was TV champion. Okay, he fought guys like should have been st- world champion. Oh uh, well, that's that's a, that's a that's a that's a fantasy booking I want to do, right? But Muda was not. When Gary Hart brought him over, he was in. It was he was the ninja at one point. <laughs> That's fucking racist, right? Um, and then 
when they brought him to Crockett, it was like, all right, you had Flair, Sting, Luger. You had all the players, right? But then they put him in this, they put him in JTEX, you know, mm-hmm. and with Dragon Master, Terry Funk, and all those guys, right? But, like, he was TV champ. He fought, he had quality matches with Arn Anderson. Yes. Quality matches with Sting and Mike Rotundo and, and uh, Rotundo, whoever we talk to. It's an A or a, it's it's a fucking vowel regardless, right? Yeah, either way. Either way, um, he fought guy. He fought really good and like on on bullshit TV shows too, not headlining pay per views, man. And in the Iron Man in Starcade, he didn't get a point. You know, so the legacy of the Great Muda is not him in the states. The legacy is obviously in Japan. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, he just won the fucking. Championship a couple months ago, we won the uh, was the Noah no old Japan title, Mm -hmm. right? It was like again, I I can't emphasize to you how much I adore him. So now, one point, he gets Kogan in the corner. He does the springboard fucking the springboard elbow, right? And then he does the fucking moonsault, and Hogan kicks out of it. Hogan, those are the finishing moves. Yes, and and the look on Moot now at this point, Moot is the makeup's off, right? Muda has a look of disgust. Hogan looks back like, oh, my God. Then then he drop kicks Hogan outside the ring again. Yeah. They go outside the Third ring. Third time. They go outside the ring again. Now now the fans are up in their seats. And then, like, now Muda's just like, there was, a, there was a chair involved, a piece of equipment. All the young boys, the cameraman, like, the fans are, like, uh, erupting at this point. Muda, Muda and Hogan both have chairs. It's getting out of hand now. Hogan, And then Hogan goes to hit him with the fucking chair again. And there goes the mist, right in the face, except, right in ex- the. F- in except the f- it was a little low. It was. In, it was. <laughs> well, if you look at it, he was. He had. He was waiting for Hogan to turn. Tiger tore right behind him. Yeah. So Hogan grabs Tiger. Hogan now is like blinded. Mood is like it's the green mist. By the way, and the green mist means that uh that he's par- he's, par- yeah. he's paralyzed. He's just. He, he's just. He's just. You know. He, he wants to lose. He wants him to lose the match. He doesn't want to blind him forever. Right. So again, now, Muda goes to the top. Goes for a flying drop kick. Hogan pushes and moves out of the way. Bounces off the ropes. Gives him the big leg drop. Goes for the pin. Muda kicks out of the leg drop. Unbelievable. Hey, listen, ain't nobody kicking out of the Hogan leg drop in the States. Hogan is beside himself. Jay said, like, Jay's right. The green mist is not on his face. It's all over his chest. Well, so now I, Hogan I, think, sold it. I think it played to the... It played to the... Story of the match, actually. If you really, th- it was a. I think it was a happy Bob Ross accident that he missed his face, but I think it played to the 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 match because if it would have gotten in his face, I would have liked of Hogan to have sold it more. That was the first thing I said. I was like, "Fuck, Hogan's not selling the the mist, but it ain't on his he, fucking face." But he did sell it though. He did sell he it. He did but, sell it, but not like you should be selling uh, mist. You know, I will. You know, nitpicking, but. But the fact that he only got him on, on you know, in, in the stomach or whatever, it does kind of make sense that he's like, oh, shit, I got a little bit in the eye. Oh, here comes a drop kick. Let me move. Like you said, I, I think it played it, it played to the ending of the match, I think, perfectly, uh, if you ask me. And especially to get that, you know, mood is like, I'm going to kick out of the, uh, I'm gonna kick out of the leg drop. You, you know, you kick out of the moonsault, I'll kick out of the leg drop. Um Hit me with your old finish, the fucking clothesline. So you know, Hogan, and, get, and get the one. Hogan, two, three. Hogan picks him up, bounces him off the ropes, and then hits the big boot again. 
bounces off the ropes, hits the double of uh, the clothesline. Yeah, the axe bomber. The axe bomber. One, two, three. See, I always thought the axe bomber was a was a double was a the double axe handle. I thought it That's was. What I thought it was. Yeah, but I, apparently, I thought maybe it was the clothesline. So Hogan wins the match, um, and it, and just like. No one really talked about this really back in the day because there wasn't really a lot of there wasn't really a lot of coverage, you know, unless you were in the know, right? Yeah. So you're in the know. Happy trees on Hogan's chest. That might be the that might be the name of the episode tonight. <laughs> what is it? Happy, Happy trees, trees on Hogan's yes. chest. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Kelly just gave us the name of the episode. Um. <laughs> so Hogan wins the match. Now, before I play this, I'm going to premise this. Bruce Pritchard was asked if you sell, you know, like I said, he talks about fucking Onoki and what about, what about, what about saying that, uh, what about saying he, um, the, 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 the belt was a toy, a, a trinket. trinket. I love the, I love, I love the word trinket. Um, I use it. I actually do use it in my everyday life. Um, <laughs> Jay, Jay likes the word trinket in his lexicon. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm once again. It, this is this is perspective things. You know, I don't see that as. I don't think he's trashing the WWF belt. I I don't I don't think so. I think he's. It's that old school mentality of. If, if we're working together in a match, I'm not going to say anything bad about you. I'm not going to call you old. I'm not going to call you short because if I lose, I just lost to an old short guy. So if he happens to if he happens to lose to Muda for the belt, he lost to the greatest belt. But the belts weren't up though. I which that and which that that was a, that was the thing I noticed that that Muda didn't come out with the belt, which I thought was weird. But you're right. But he's he's talking about future matches, which Hogan's always working. Hogan's always working. Um, he he was talking about the future. He's there to. To do business, he's there to obviously get paid. He he probably got paid a fucking mint for it, but he also is there. He's not there to bury anybody. He, I don't see that as burying the WWF as much as I see it putting over New Japan. Does that does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm going to disagree because he could have said all he could have said was, "You know my reputation, but you know why I'm here. I want the IWGP title." You know, and that's why I'm saying Hogan. That's like Kenny Omega going on AEW and saying that the Impact title means nothing to me, and I have it. You know, um, but he's arguably doing. He is arguably doing. But he's it. not saying it. He's though, not saying it, right? So now you you you're discrediting your your current employer by going to a better better employer. But that's but that's foreshadowing. Hogan, I think that's what I'm saying. That's why there's more to that story than than meets the eye because Hogan I think was already knew that he was gone. Thunder in Paradise is happening. So let me so, so then let me then riddle me this then. Why would they allow him to even go there with the title? It's exposure. I think I think McMahon at that particular point Wanted to cross into the Japanese market. I mean, but he's yeah, always. But he, but he he clearly could have said, you know, do the exhibit. Like you can go on an exhibit because I get I, I I know like they. Book, I don't think I don't they think they book differently in Japan. Yeah, I know when guys get booked on tours, they sometimes they don't even know who they're fighting until they get there. 
I, obviously Hogan knew he was fighting a great move. Of course, right? That's that's a, that's a shoe in. But, but I don't think they knew that that he, Hogan was going to do that. I think Hogan just took I it think, upon himself yeah. to. So I and th- and that's why I think that Bruce Pritchard's is full of shit. I think because, so too. Because I don't care whether you're on your way out or not. I don't want my my business being discredited by my by my top performer. Right? That's like um you're in the fucking circus, right? You you're the fucking ringmaster of the of Ringling Brothers. But then you go to fucking big big apple circus in Harlem and you fucking and you and you put over the elephants there, but you ain't putting over the elephants over there. Yeah. It's like you're the ringmaster, dude. You're the you're the head cheese, you're the man, right? Um in sports it's a little different. Because guys had that mutual respect, even though like I have a, I have relatives like I don't know why, especially in baseball when guys get on base and they talk to the to the opponents. Back in the day, it was like, oh, I would never talk to a first baseman. I'm like, he's not your enemy, but there's a mutual respect there. Yeah, right. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I think they, they were definitely pissed off. I think they were definitely had I, but, to be. But you got to remember though, because it's a completely different time. And no, H- Hogan Hogan said this promo in the mindset of 1993. I, I granted tape trading it was a thing. Do you think that Hogan knew what tape trading was? Let's be fucking no, no, honest. No, no, no. I, I did. Hold, hold on, I, I, I'm getting there. Because let's let's be honest. Hogan is so. Once again, we're talking about being bigger than the company. Hulk, that's where Hogan was. He was bigger than the company. The internet. Is fucking not a thing. Hogan said this in Japan for Japanese TV to make money. He said that with every intention of it never making it back to the states. That's what. That's why I think it's out of context in, in my head. Because put yourself in 1993, there's no way that that's making its way back here. And granted, it did. It, it, it but it, depre- did. it depressed though. Okay, the yeah. pre, the pre, like like he's not the only guy in there. First of all, no, and you got reporters from all over the world. Okay, it it got back to Vince. Uh, yeah, not like the internet, not like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but oh, it eventually made its way back. Right, but like it just you know for me it's like you know if you if you're if you're in a transition, what you know if you're in a transition because because it was in the it was in the. Uh, the Observer. Two weeks later. Yeah. And no, it, uh, yeah, it's fine. But like, but if you, but if you, if, but if you're Vince McMahon and you're in transition and you know that you're losing Hogan and you're looking to build other stars, I'm not going to discredit the title. No. With that, with, you know. So I'm not going to tell him, hey, go over there and talk shit about us. Of I mean, course not. No, you go over there and plug. You can plug. Like Bruiser Brody does it all the time. I just watched the promo Bruiser Brody today. Um, he was fighting Nick Bockwinkle in Houston. So Paul Bosch is like, listen, man, this is Nick Bockwinkle. And Bruce Broder is like, listen, the only reason why Nick Bockwinkle was, did this is because he was A, B, and C. Everybody knows Nick Bockwinkle is the AWA world champion, but I'm Bruiser Brody. Mm-hmm. And that's all he had to say. I'm Bruiser Brody. Hulk Hogan is the first mainstream superstar in professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan is the first name on the top list of the sports entertainers, right? One of the first names on the list. Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Even people who don't know wrestling. People say to me, hey, you still watch that wrestling stuff? Is Hulk Hogan still wrestling? (laughs) No, Hulk Hogan's pushing 70. 
but they know who Hulk Hogan is. So for them, for this to happen the way it did, and I think Hogan does become IWGP champion at, at one point, I believe. Um, I think he was in the 80s. Yeah. Well, he was, right? He but was not champion. in the 90s. Right. But, like, it, it was so pro- – and only at that point, I think it's only 10 or 11 guy, gaijin who have been world champion in uh, IWGP. Yeah. But my point is this. It's like I'm not willingly letting my fucking top drawer go to Japan and discredit what I'm building. Because it, that belt means nothing. How about just saying, hey, I'm the world champion there. I want to be world champion here. I want to be world champion in Australia. I want to be world champion. Like, Harley Race didn't go to all the territories, the NWA, and say, like, listen, your, your Texas champion is not the champion. I'm the champion. Everybody knew who Harley Race was. Harley Race was the world champion. That was it. Okay? But now, now there's no more territories. Now it's like, you know, every Fed has their own title. And every Fed is different, and you want to put your own spin on that particular yeah. promotion's belt. Okay? N- New Japan Pro Wrestling is Ichiban outside the United States. It's like soccer. In Ameri- out- soccer is the number one sport outside of, co- outside of the United States. Yeah. New Japan, Old Japan is the number one wrestling promotion outside of, of the United States. The UK has a strong argument with that because they have some great shit coming out of there, they, or they did at one point. Right? But they ain't nothing like fucking Japan, okay? And when guys go there, there's an automatic there's automatic respect, okay? Hogan had that respect. Hogan had 20 years at that point in, and he did the tours. He was champion. He wrestled Baba and Fujinami, Inoki. He wrestled Andre over there. Yep. Stan Hansen. He yep. wrestled everybody over there. So he earned that. He earned that. So he walks in. He's like, yeah, you know what? Now nah, I want his belt. Mm-hmm. But the shine comes off of Great Muda, who's the top dog, and goes all to Hogan, who in everybody else, uh, everybody's eyes is the heel at this point. Well, and and it's funny, and 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 you know, big big kudos to Great Muda for being, uh, you know, essentially New Japan and Muda for doing business because. Let's face it, you know, they knew who they were bringing in, Hogan. Um, there's no way Vince called up Saito or Anoki uh, and was going, you know, hey, listen, I'm going to give you guys Hogan. Uh, Hogan's got to go over one, two, three over Muda. There's no way that happened. Um, or I'm sending my champion. Let's, 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 let's even dial it back a little bit further. Let's just fantasy book it really quick. WrestleMania 9, Bret Hart wins, right? Vince still wants to make a name in Japan. Hey, uh, Saito, I'm bringing over uh, my champion. I need him to go over on your champion. Okay, yeah, uh, who's your champion? Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, he wrestled here, uh, but he, he's, now, he's, now, he's no Hulk Hogan. There's no way if it was any other person that Muda was doing the job. The fact that it was Hogan, I think, plays to that story better. Um, because Hogan did make a name in Japan, and Hogan is this monumental star as well, plays to that. And, you know, seeing it now, I wish there was another match. I think um, Hogan only did the one match here. He ended up coming back later on, I think in early 94. He wrestled with uh, the Power Warriors, 
I think. And he had, I think they was a six man. Um, and I think he had a match with uh, Fujinami. I think he had in '94. I got, I, I got to double check that. But um, but yeah, I think Muda doing you know doing the job there. I think I you know how it's always like Hogan's got to go over. This wasn't one of those. Ah, here comes a Hogan win. This was. This was a little bit more than that, I think. I, I and I think it was, it was right. It, it 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 was right at that time, and like I said, it's a shame nothing more came of it. I like I said uh, about the belt thing. I just think that was just Hogan said it, you know, just trying to put over the belt. Put oh, over I know Muda. why he did it. I, I think he was trying to put himself over as well. Right, but I, you know, again, it's like it, it's. I'm trying to make a mountain out of a molehill because yeah. I I feel like you know for me as an older older wrestling fan yeah. the belt means everything. Of course, no, I agree. The belt means everything now. It doesn't. The emphasis sometimes is on the belt. It's on the characters now. Um, and and, and as big as Hogan by, was. And by the way, we we did, we forgot to mention the high spot of the fucking match, which was Hogan giving a fucking insiguri. I mean, granted, it was to Muda's hip. No, but but it was a fucking instant. It was like, imagine that conversation. All right, dude, listen, <laughs> watch, watch, watch the boot, brother. I remember, I remember watching Hogan. I mentioned this on the show a bunch of years ago. Um, I remember he wrestled the house. Hogan never really wrestled on the weekly TV shows. Never. He always did very the, rarely did the interviews or whatever, yeah. whatever, right? Um, he wrestled. I do. I don't. I want to say he was like superstars or something. Like one, one of the Saturday shows. This was early. I want to say eighty six, maybe. He wrestled Moon Dog Spot, <laughs> right? And I never saw Hogan do anything but a body slam, a punch, or a leg drop, or a clothesline. He did a suplex, and I was like, <laughs> as a twelve year old, I was like. Did he just suplex Moondog Spot? Like, so everybody talks about Hogan being, uh, he said he was, I, 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 I want to wrestle here. I don't, no bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, wow. For him yeah. to even say that. Well, like, he said in shoot interviews, he goes, I wrestled in Japan. I performed everywhere else. And, and, and it's, and, and like I said, that's like, that's uh, give a lot of credit to Hogan for he, saying you that. You know what, Georgie, he did wrestle Johnny Rods. I never, I never saw it live. I'm, I'm just saying, I remember, I remember watching it as a kid on my, on my grandmother's TV, on her big Zenith, the big wooden TV. He, uh, and I tell you, Muda yeah. taking all those bumps on the floor, the, the two suplexes, like, you know, Muda was, was excellent in this match. Uh, I, I, I mean, if you had to rate the match, what would you rate it? I, I, I mean, this is a solid this is a solid like eight, seven or eight. Like yeah. it's like because it's 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 Hogan wrestling. It's not Hogan the you know the the the, the actor. It's Hogan yeah. the wrestler. And that's what I mean. Like, and we were talking about WrestleMania six, you know, before. Like, this is up there for like a match of of that caliber because, like you said, like Hogan's wrestling and Hogan was in great shape. Let me. Lean. Dude, let me let me let me paint this for you, and we'll wrap it up. What if Japan had the clout in terms of finances that that um that that the states had in terms of promoting wrestling? Right. Let's say Hogan never went back and stayed in Japan, 
or wrestled in Japan, I should say. Yeah. Right? Like guys do now exclusively, like Will Ospreay and all those guys, right? Um, can you imagine the run he would have had? Because you still had, you had, you had Muda, you had Hashimoto, you had, you had Saito, you had all these guys that were there. Inoki was still wrestling. Fujinami was still wrestling. Uh, you had, and then you had all the young boys coming up. Can you just imagine him and like, you know, any of those guys, you know? Uh, it'd be amazing. You know, he'd probably be champion a couple times over. Because he was, you know, he wasn't like, again, and, and it wasn't more just like, remember, Andre was an attraction. when Andre, went, Andre was the biggest thing in Japan for years. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest guy in Japan until Gordy, Hanson, Williams, all those guys came over, Spivey, right? But Andre was the first as a as a as an attraction. Andre never went for titles. He didn't have to. Can you imagine Hogan as a as a as a regular guy in New Japan for wrestling? Fighting guys like Scott Norton and fucking Kojima, a, a young Kojima. Can you imagine him and Kojima? Yeah. Him and Tenzon. Like that'd be some shit. Him and him and uh Nagami. Who's Blue Justice, you know? Yeah, I, w- I wish, you know, that's what I mean. Like, the knowing that he was leaving, but you could, you, you know that he had Hollywood in his sights. Like, wrestling was, wrestling was falling to the, to the, to the background because he had the TV show. He was going to be. No, he, he had, a, he had his deals lined up. They were, they were in his ear already, right? But, like, I'm just, I like the fantasy book. Like ninety three to like ninety seven and ninety eight yes. of Hulk Hogan in New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to do, you want to look at New Japan's title history. You want to look at their 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 matches between ninety three and like ninety seven or whatever it was. Vader, Bigelow, mm-hmm. Spivey, Hanson, Williams, Gordy, all the guys in that were there. Can you just imagine? Oh my God! Can you just imagine. Uh, I even in the late '80s before Brody passed away, I would have put him against fucking Brody in a main event. Yeah, can you imagine him main eventing against Brody in the Tokyo Dome? That'd be insane. It would be great. Be and insane. like I said, he was, uh, and that's what I'm trying to look at right now. '83 is when he won the IW. He was the first holder of an early version, right, of the IWGP. Right, right, right. He by by beating Anoki. He beat Anoki, but everybody beat Anoki was one of those guys. Oh yeah, he was the Ric Flair. Yes, of that era. You know he, in, you know. But that's what I mean. Like you, you could. There was so much, uh, you know, n- knowing that Hogan was le- Hogan could still do this. By the way, I love Thunder in Paradise. So I don't even want to talk shit about it. I'm I'm going to talk. I'll talk shit about it, but not tonight. Uh, Stupid show. <laughs> um, but Hogan could still do the show and still do. Dates for for New Japan, right, but it just so happened. Could have happened, but but, but, it, but Turner was giving him that money. Oh yeah, oh so yeah. So can you imagine if Turner said? Imagine if they said? Imagine if Hogan told them, "Hey, I want a contract, but I also want to work in Japan exclusively." He could probably do it. He could have done it. He could have done it. It would that listen if he had that work rate at that age at that time. How old was he in ninety three? He had to be 93. pushing forty. He's sixty seven now, so. 37? Pushing 40. Yeah, he's probably pushing 40. And, like, the work rate would be way different. He wouldn't even have to work hard. They they tour for, like, a month and a half at a time. Yeah. He'd go over there for a month and a half. Yeah, he was 40. He was 40 he and was 90. Four. All right, so he's 40. Okay. Just imagine 40 to 44. It's like three, four years. That's all. 
I, I'm telling you, it would have been monumental. Jay, Thunder in Paradise was a corn, was a cornball action series. <laughs> I used to love Thunder in Paradise. She called you a cornball. I used son. to love. I'm telling you, I used to love Thunder. I was the perfect age for it. I know you were. You fucking <laughs> Mark. Yeah, huge Mark. Oh, God. I love this match. Um, I do too. There's there's not much. Sit out, Marks. Yeah, th- there's not much that you, you you can't say about this match. This it, it it hit on every every which chance because it 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 rang it, it rang a lot of a lot of different boxes be uh, rang a lot of different bells because it was so good and yeah 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 it should have it should have last it should have been two off it sh- Hogan should have came back and then come back again for Wrestle Kingdom like it just whatever the reason was the TV or whatever it's 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 probably due to that but. This was this was a great, great match, and the, the backstory was even better. Absolutely. Are we done? I think we're done, brother. Let's wrap this bad boy up. I we gotta, went long. I got I got a strat date tomorrow morning. Got to finish my my month of May <laughs> in uh, in Jersey. All right, yeah, guys. we went long today. We went long. We talk a lot of shit. Chat room was amazing tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate you. Um. And again, Pro Wrestling Tees, get a buy a shirt. We have Patreon. We haven't used it yet because we haven't done anything. Choppy hasn't been here either. Um, you know all the social media handles. We're very accessible. And uh, we got some really cool episodes on up for you guys in the next couple of weeks. So keep it here. Keep it locked. Same bad time. Same bad channel next week. Yeah. We love you guys. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>